The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. told me that, that, that my 2018 Christmas would be um, uh, the highlight, the viewing highlight, would be a documentary about Bross? I would have laughed at you. Tw- I, 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 Bross, I was never a big fan of, never a fan of. They weren't my thing. They weren't aimed at me. Um, and people kept saying, you've got to watch this Bross documentary. You've got to watch this. I was going, why, why would I want to watch that? And then I watched it. And it's full of stuff like this. Don't shut me down. I'm going to speak. I've listened. No, 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 I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak. You're going to speak. You're going to speak, are you? You're going to speak. Because I have just told you how I feel. I'm yourself. Let me tell you yourself. I mean, wow. Something else, wasn't it, Kath? Yeah, it's incredible. It's also bits like this. Oh, this is my favourite bit. I think the letters H-O-M-E are so important. Because they personify the word home, which which means it's the place that you come and you feel safe. But this is my little cave area where I just chill out, and you can see he's got this huge crystal next to me. I have crystals everywhere, and I am I'm not a hippie, but I believe in energy with every fibre of my soul. Uh, chess, love a bit of chess. Got the. Uh, and a few glasses of scotch. Long game of scotch. Uh, long game of uh, chess. Love it. Over here, got me. Picture of me and Muhammad Ali. I don't allow arguments in this house. You know, if you want to argue in this house, you got to leave. Here is the little kind of conversational corner. Uh, I have a rule in my house. If you break it, you fix it. But you can break anything you want. This is one of the loves of my life. This is Alfred, my bulldog. I got him painted. I had him painted uh, holding a pint of beer. It's not a place where you can't move the cushions or you can't just crash and throw everything. As long as you, when you leave, like, you know, make the bed. It is, it is great. It is great for so many reasons, right? And if you've not seen it, it's on BBC iPlayer. Uh, I thoroughly recommend... I, I give you permission, in about 20 minutes' time, when we finish this bit of the show, I give you permission to switch off our show and go and watch Bross... Um, and then give us a call afterwards when you've seen it. Well, watch Bross for the first time, because you will want yes. to watch it again. Yeah. I- I'm so thrilled. We've got um, the director of uh, the documentary on the show now. It's Joe Pullman. Good evening, Joe. Hey, how's it going, mate? Uh, mate, it's going very, very well. Thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations. 
Thank you so much. You owned Christmas. <laughs> not something I thought you'd be saying about a Bros film. I'll be honest with you, uh, but uh, but yeah, man, the, it's gone down incredibly well. Couldn't be happier, and yeah, really happy to be speaking. Good, to you, guys you should know you will. Thank you. You should be very, very proud of yourself because it is. It was the thing, Catherine, yep. wasn't it? The one program that everyone was talking and about. Everyone I'm talking to has their favourite bit, whether yep. it's the bulldog bit, whether it's the Stevie Wonder mention, whether it's co- I mean, conquers that became mm. a hashtag. Um, so we'll pick out specific bits in a minute. But how did you get? How did you get this gig? What, what, what was? Did you pitch it to them? Did they pitch it to you? How did it happen? No, so it kind of came about uh, a bit organically. So uh, it was actually a co-director with a guy called uh, David Sutar. We worked very closely together on a lot of things. And uh, I believe he he got a text from the tour manager at the time, Steve Martin, um, uh, saying they're coming back. What do you think? And then there was also a meeting at Live Nation, um, and, and they were mentioned again. <clears throat> and after a few mentions, we thought, you know what, let's go and meet them and see what the situation is. And we sat down with them at a, in L.A. Um, at the beginning of, not last year, the year before, and... Yeah, we, we kind of knew we wanted to tell their story and also how, you know, amazing documentary characters they are. And um, we, yeah, we were, we were kind of, we were in immediately. How many minutes did it take for you to realise that there was something pretty special about these two? I'd say pretty instantly. The yeah. first kind of conversations with Matt and Luke, um, some of the lines that were kind of coming out, even at that meeting, you already knew um, that uh, these are the kind of documentary characters that you really dream about having. Um, and, yeah, they gave us absolutely everything. Here's the thing, man. It's, it's a funny film, right? And it's, it's quotable. People compared to Spinal Tap, that Metallica documentary, The Office, all of that. But, 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 but. There is also, um, I'm going to use the J word, there's that heartwarming journey um, yeah. towards, I don't know, I'm going to call it a reconciliation between two estranged brothers, the success of the concert. You know, the, they're fighting, bickering constantly throughout the film. Then at the end, you... you Genuine, you get to see their genuine love and affection for each other. So there's the funny element of it, but it is also a beautiful story. Very much so, and that, that's kind of what we were pushing for all along. Because you know, the opportunity to take the piss, just like everyone did in the eighties, I think is, uh, is is always there. And that wasn't the intention by any means of what we were trying to do. When we met with the guys for the first time, it was very clear that as well as being great characters, they also had an unbelievable story that they wanted to tell. They had a lot of pain between them, yeah. and they were ready to. They were ready to start talking. Remember, they hadn't spoken. They'd spoken off and on for about you know twenty five years. Wow, and that's a long time. The twins, so they were kind of they were kind of ready to start talking. Amazingly, in front of cameras, and they you know yeah as I said before, they kind of you know, has everything fights and all. How amazing a drummer is Luke Goss? I mean, when when did that? He's in, I mean, he's got a he's got the biggest drum kit in the world. But flipping <laughs> it, man, he's incredible. He is. He's an amazing drummer. He really is. So we we actually went in LA to go and choose his drum kit with him, and it's actually an extra scene on the DVD. And he picks out the most for someone who hasn't played drums in twenty five years. The biggest drum kit that anyone's ever seen. I mean, this is the person who at Wembley Stadium was suspended on a platform with his drum kit. So it's not exactly surprising that he was going to go large. Um, my mate is dead now. Chris Seavey, Frank Sidebottom, compared their gig at Wembley Stadium. Back yeah. in the day, and he said, he did, "I don't know if you're aware of Frank Sidebottom, the guy yeah, with the big yeah, paper mash head." Yeah, and yeah. he said to me, "Ian, there's nothing like dying at a stadium because he would go on and go, give us a scream if you like, Luke. You know, fifty thousand girls screaming. Give us a scream if you like, Matt. Fifty thousand girls scream. Give us a scream if you like, Betamax." Silence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird old. It was a weird old choice. Um, they are. It, it, <sighs> 
did you... There were wonderful moments in it. The moment that... I'm, I'm going to jump all over the place. The moment that really that really grabbed me, and you, you use it twice in the film, is that argument before... I think it's before they go and do This Morning, or they're booked to do yeah. This Morning. And yeah. it's them in the dressing room with a big old security guard, and you can see in the, the reflection of the mirror, you can see one or two of your film crew. Yeah. And it's... Oh, well, well done her for staying there, because it is watching it through a screen. It's tense. It's, it's like a version of the Trogs tape. It's, it's horrendous. W- were you in that room when that was happening? I was, I was. I was tucked away in the corner with a camera slammed against my face and trying not to look at anyone and trying not to break their gaze, so it kind of continued in front of us. Um, but it, that was a kind of a build-up um, towards that argument with rehearsals, and they had the fight that you see in rehearsals yeah. the day before. Um, so, you know, yeah, that morning when I met Matt outside of this morning, um, it was very clear that he was ready to, to have a fight. And, uh, yeah, we're not exactly, you know, you can't, you don't, you don't try and influence these things, but when those kind of things happen, you just sit in the corner. And How many of you were in that room with them while that was going on? Two of us. Two, oh, just the two of you. And it must have been incredibly uncomfortable for you. How long did that, did that row go on for? Uh, that was a 25-minute fight. Mate! <laughs> <laughs> but, it, yeah, but we, we kind of, you get used to it. I mean, the thing is, we were with these guys for... Six months. No, no, we were with these guys for six months, yeah. and there was a lot of fights, and there was a lot of, in, as you can imagine, it was very intense filming with them. Um, and yeah, you uh, you kind of just—it's that thing of being a documentary film crew. You just kind of vanish into the background, and these things kind of play out in front of you. And yeah, you you, you step outside, and you're like, wow. Were, were there any bits where, or any moments where they said, "Do you know what? We prefer it if you didn't put that out," or did you have complete freedom? Nothing. We had complete freedom. Wow. They were—they saw the film the first time, which was a finished cut in Los Angeles um, a couple of weeks before we actually showed it at Fantastic Bus um, in, in Austin, Texas. So, yeah, they, there was nothing. They didn't want to change anything. That's they amazing. The film. Yeah. That is, well, fair, well played them, because that is amazing. Particularly pop stars are very keen on their image. You well, can so easily... both of those guys are super conscious of what's happened before yeah, with them in yeah. the industry, very burnt by it. Yeah. And also, you know, very guarded as to, as to how they're represented both to, to each other and to the public, aren't they? Exactly, and I think the honesty is the big thing that came through. And I, my, I take my hat off to them, you know, for this because they, they couldn't have been more honest and more earnest. Yeah, and um, and and that's an amazing thing. It's all you ever hope for when you make a film like this. And I think also when they saw the film, and I think throughout the process as well, they kind of trusted that we were we were doing them, you know, doing the right thing by them and telling the story that they wanted to tell, and including the stuff with the mum and the sister, and the emotional journey throughout that as well. And it was the story of. You know, two brothers coming together over the, over music and over pain and over family um, to come and try and get together and do the gig and kind kind of uh, reconcile the relationship. So it's, I think they were just really happy with it. It's an age-old story of generally very young men, quite often sometimes young women, but generally very young men being um, exploited, being abused, being and I don't mean I mean it, it within an industry. You know, having every little last dollar and cent squeezed out of them, and then. Right, you can you can get lost. Let's move on to the next lot. It, it's it's a classic pop story. How damaged were they? Do you think by the first go on the the merry go round? I think they were, I think they were very damaged, and I think they are still have some damage to this day from that experience. And um, I think it was extremely painful. I think they they trusted people who they thought were doing the right thing by them. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of stories about them, them being difficult over the years and all those things and spending all the money. But I think they, you know, they, they entered into a bad deal and they were young and didn't have the advice that they 
um, that they should have had around them, and they, they yeah, they, yeah. What work. happened to, I, I always call him Ken the bass player. Because, Craig. Because, I know, because of Viz. Viz <laughs> would always refer to him as Ken sure. the bass player. Craig, of sure. course, the forgotten third member of Bros. Was he... He's not forgotten. He's not forgotten. Well, no. This, this question's been, I keep getting asked this question a lot, and I just, I just want to try and set the record straight. Go with on. We had an amazing interview with Craig, and it's on the DVD, and it's really great. Oh, wow. Um, but I think that um, the story that we were trying to tell, and, and as we were going through the film, we knew that this was, this was bigger than a nostalgic film about Brock. Yeah. And that was so important to us that, that, you know, there's no other talking heads in this film. You don't hear, no one's asked what you hear from Matt and Luke's dad. Like, he's still alive. No one asked about that, but it's about Craig. So the journey was just getting muddled by adding extra people yeah. in. And, and, and it just didn't feel like a necessary part of the story. I mean, he wasn't part of the reunion, which was clearly a story about two brothers and family reconciliation. And that was the story we were trying to tell. Um, so, yeah. You mentioned that yeah. there's a... D- I didn't know there was a DVD coming out. When's it coming out yeah. and what else is, is on out? there? It's out. Um, oh. There is an interview with Craig and there's a few deleted scenes, which I would say in the edit we struggled um, not to get them in, but they're worthy of the oh. Twitter. Um, Goes immediately to Amazon <laughs> to order the DVD! <laughs> order two. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a dinner, there's a dinner scene with Matt and Luke, which starts very touching. And very quickly descend. When, um, um, when over, I don't even know when it went on over Christmas because I was, I don't, wasn't going to watch any telly this Christmas, uh, uh, Joan. I just kept getting on Twitter people like Danny Baker saying everything you've heard about the Bross documentary is true. Um, yeah. My my sister sending me quotes, you know, the Stevie Wonder bit. I learnt from Stevie Wonder, never be superstitious. When did you realise that this was more than just two hours of telly that had gone out of Christmas? That this was actually developing a life of its own. Um, it was, uh, we, I actually kind of forgot about it with everything that was going on with Christmas and that we were on TV. Originally, this was made as a film. You know, mm. this was made for um, festivals and then we, were gonna re- we did a release in the cinema and then we were going to kind of see what was going on from there. And the BBC um, came in and took it for Christmas. And I kind of didn't think about it because it was a film. I didn't think about it as TV. Um, and then you switch on Twitter whilst, whilst it's on. And, uh, yeah, everyone is, everyone's talking about it. And then it kind of just snowballed. Over, over the next few days. I think we always talked about it being one of those films. It was kind of a word-of-mouth film. Like, no one, no one wants to... I, I, I'm the first to say this. No one really wants to go into a Bross film. I, I don't think that that's something that they're necessarily yeah. really... Other than the fan base. Um, and I think that we've had the ability to kind of transcend that. And that's... I'm really proud of that. I'm going to play one bit. There's, it's full of so many wonderful quotes and, and bits that you can play again and again. This, is, this, is, this became the hashtag. This is just... This just pops up from nowhere and it's wonderful. And now you can't even... Play conquers in England. Can we start a petition in, in honor of Bros, please? Can we start an honor of how what? ridiculous it is that you got you can't play conquers and if you do you gotta wear goggles. That is the biggest problem. Can't play conquers in England. I can, I can live with it. It's just wonderful because <laughs> it comes from they're reminiscing about the old days. Then Matt goes what, into what this. got a dart in the chest, went back, had it pulled out, yeah. carried on playing. Matt goes into this this rant that is, is actually inaccurate, but is lovely, full of passion, and looks like yeah, I can live with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, there are so many wonderful moments like 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 that. Were there were there any bits, other bits like that, where you, where you just you just didn't you didn't have the time to put them in, you didn't have the space. The DVD extras. There's three or four scenes on there that we wished we could have put yeah. in the film. There's a couple of things that didn't make it, which are very like there's a, a scene with Matt playing poker with the group of his mates, which is very entertaining. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of scenes like that, and that you know that was the hardest. That was the really hard part is also having all these funny moments and having all these amazing uh, metaphors, as we like to call them. Um, <laughs> oh, I like that, metaphors, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, but, but at the same time, being able to take you on that emotional journey 
and, and get you to the end and get you loving the boys by the end. Yeah, oh, and, and that is it. Here's the thing, you know, I, I went, what, what year were Bros? 83, 84? No, maybe a bit later no, than that. No, much later. Yeah. 80, 88, Was oh, it that late? Here's the thing, I was yeah. a 15, I was 14, 15 year old kid and I was into the Beatles and the, the Beach Boys and I, and I hated them. And, and when everyone is saying, you've got to watch this Bros documentary, oh man, really? I don't want to. And then I was with my boys and they fell asleep early on my lap and I thought, well, I'll put the first 10 minutes on. But you're right. It, 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 it transcended the fandom. It transcended what people they may have been in the late eighties. It's just a joyous, wonderful, uh, wonderful film. Full of how do they? Because because there are some people that have, and I think this is a little bit mean. There are some people that have, have gone straight in for the joke, going, "Oh, well, they're thick." You know, they're coming out with all these. The, the um, you got to be on the right page. All these wonderful little lines and quotes. And some people, I think, have unfairly attacked them for for being thick or whatever. Um, have the boys, I don't know if you've spoken to them, have they picked up on that? Are they aware of that? Or are they just aware of the love that's going their way now? Um, I've been te- I texted Luke a little bit. I've spoken to Matt. Um, Matt was a, l- a little bit aware of what was going on Twitter, what was going on on Twitter. But I would say that the positivity by far outweighs Good. any negativeness. And even the negativeness is you're saying funny lines. And anyone was saying this is, you know, this could be scripted by Ricky Gervais and those people. I mean, that's a, that's a compliment yeah. in anyone's eyes. So I, I just, uh, I, they, I, you know, when I spoke to Matt, I said that he had to embrace it, and he absolutely has. Yeah. He signed the Conquest petition, um, <laughs> as you can see on his Twitter, and he's getting involved, because that, you know, you can't, yeah, you have to do that. The Mail Online have picked up on it. I don't know if you've noticed, but they're talking about the fact that so many people believe it's so funny that it must be scripted, yeah. that yeah. it can't be real. I mean, what would you say to those people? Yeah. I mean, it, it's very, very, very real. Um, <laughs> I lived it. Trust me, it's real. Um, it's, I, we played it in America again at Fantastic Fest in a room full of Americans who had no idea who Gross were. Um, you know, heard, of Lo- heard of Luke, actually, because of the films, but no idea who the yeah. band were. And you, within the first few minutes, you had people coming up to us at the front of the screen asking us if it was a mockumentary. Wow. Um, we, we, yeah. Well, that's a great compliment as well, isn't it? That, that you, could, you could be so clever to, to spoof that kind of thing. I guess, to be, you know, to be compared to The Office, Partridge, Spinal Tap, yeah. any of those things, yeah. I've I've watched it twice. I know loads of my friends have watched it. At I'm on my least. third go. Yeah, yeah they watched it again and again. And that just, Joe, that just doesn't happen, man. That doesn't happen. And you, honestly, you should be so proud of yourself because you've made a, a beautiful film, an hilarious film. Right? It's funny, man. It's really funny. But it is also a beautiful journey. It is it is a great, you know, d- discovery of these two people that we think we know, but actually we don't. Um, yeah. And and it's you've made a bit. You've made a classic movie. Yeah, I think people were ready for it. You know, you look on Twitch at the moment, so much moaning, so much yeah. division, and actually everyone is kind of on the same page when it comes to this one, and it's a good job they're on the same yeah. page, because otherwise they'd be on a different page, and if they're on a oh, different come, page... Come, be... <laughs> come on now! Come on now! Um, well, yeah. what, um, so this is out on DVD now. What is what is next? What's your next project? I'm not sure at the moment. Uh, I just finished a, a film about the inner workings of Bitcoin, um, and following some of the kind of big players in that world, um, which has been quite interesting over the last year. And then I'm, I'm not sure. Um, there's a lot of kind of things that we're talking about throwing around. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, lots of interesting stuff. The, 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 the world is your oyster. Honestly, you've, you've, you've made one of the classic music documentaries of all time, and, and that's, that's easily in the top five. Um, listen, Joe, anytime you've got anything else coming out, give us a call. You'd be very, very welcome on, mate. Thank you so much for your time and for making the film. No, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Take care. It, I will watch whatever he puts uh, out. Oh, man. It, honestly, it's so it's so good. It's on BBC iPlayer. Thoroughly recommend it. 
I'm getting the DVD. There's bonus footage in oh the DVD. Goodness. And you know what? Hats off to the Goss Boys well, for allowing all that stuff to go out. Don't take Matt's hat off. No. I think he'd be unhappy with that, unless he's prepared. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, yeah, you're right, though. Well done for not... It will be so easy to go, right, we'll take that argument out. Well, that, that makes that me look out. a bit silly. Take that out. It's a, it's a joy. Thank you, Joe. Um, this is the Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. This is Catherine Boyle over yeah, there. Me. 0344. Four nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Everyone has to be on the same page. Otherwise, you don't get to turn the page. Because somebody gets left behind otherwise. And then somebody's left, lost the page of the story, which may be key to the, to the ending or the, you know, to the whole entirety of the whole journey. Have you not seen it, Sam? Oh, oh watch it. You treat yourself. Treat yourself. I let, got, got a computer there. Watch it now. Go on. <laughs> don't worry about this rubbish. Go and watch that. You, if you're listening, dear listener, we don't normally say this on radio. You've got 90 minutes. Go and watch it. Come back and give us a call um, about half 12, quarter past 12, and let us know what you thought of it. I'm, I'm happy to let you have the night off to watch it. It's so good. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. It's Alan Caddick. Hi, boss. Oh, Alan sounds sad. Who's died? Mean Gene Oakland. Um. From WWE. Um. Lindsay Lokenund. No, the interviewer. Mean Gene. Ning Gene. Oakland. Ninja Ling Oakland. Mean Gene. Ninja Oakland. Oh, was she? Poor no, he. Oh. Is it? Yeah, it was a he. Well, uh, that's. Well, okay. Have any famous people died? No, I'm the last 48 hours. Well, that's a relief. That's a relief. That's something to cling on to. Well, but you're still young. <laughs> Alan is literally wishing famous people dead so that he can come on the radio and break the sad news and kill the vibe. Oh, well, Alan, cheer How up. How your new year, boss? Sorry? How was your new year? I was working, mate. Did you have the bongs? Because I didn't have the bongs when I was at the party. Um, we weren't, we're not allowed to take drugs in this building. No, I'm talking about Big Ben. No, of course we didn't. Well, you had them live, didn't you? What? what? Did you have them live? No. With the microphone what? out the window? No, we didn't do the bongs. We, if I remember it correctly, I was talking, then I realised it had gone midnight. I went, oh, it's 2019, here's the adverts. That was it. <laughs> didn't even have news, because they thought we were going to have bongs. I don't want bongs. I don't want bongs. I don't want no damn bongs. <laughs> Not news at ten. Not news at ten. I don't want no damn bongs. I miss news at ten. Um, well, just take the news at nine and watch it at ten. Or, or on RGB Plus One as well. Mm. Now, listen, yesterday a caller, I think it was um, Creepy Simon, um, called in with a suggestion for, for... Oh, we didn't do Alistair's suggestion of awards for best listeners. Oh, we'll do it next year. Yeah. Um, he called in with a suggestion, right, where callers could phone up with a question for other callers. So, it, it, this may or may not work, Alan. We just don't know. We just don't know what the stats are at the moment. But... Well, look, maybe you're still young. Okay. Um, you're a pervert. Now, have you got a question for any of the other callers? Do you remember any of the other callers? I've got a question for Sally. Wow! Okay. If, if there was another court case, would you take up the legal profession professionally? If there was an... If there were, this is the question. I've got to get it word perfect. If there was another court case, Sally... Would you take up the legal profession professionally? 
You're happy with that question, Alan? Because it's being locked into the question machine. OK, let's lock it in. It's locked in. I haven't got a lock a lock-in sound. There we go. As close as I've got. I need to get a lock-in sound. It's locked in, Alan. We'll see if she calls in and we'll see if she has an answer. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. By the way, no Twitter during the show from me. It's closed. Instead, I've got... I've got a mouth for a sausage. Oh, yeah. Got the, got the hotkeys in front of me. I've got no Twitter. We ain't doing no Twitter on this show. Uh, so if you want to get in touch two ways, you can text 87222. Um, start with the word talk. I've got to read this because I've never done it before. Text costs 25 pence plus your normal network charge. Or the best way, guys. I mean, really, it's, a, it's, it's what, we, um, it's what we, we call, us old guys call a phone-in show. You pick up the telephones and you ask us a question. 0344 499 1000. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I don't know about you, Catherine Boyle. Go on. But I feel I'm still kind of getting back up to speed. Having a week off, and we did the New Year's Eve show, which is not like a normal show. It's kind of a dumb, silly, dumber and sillier than this. Um, and I, I feel we're kind of just, kind of, yeah, it's kind of getting up to speed a little bit. Yeah. So the shows haven't, you know, been okay. Bit sluggish. We're, we're, sluggish. we're still fighting that Christmas cheese. Sluggish. So we'll see where we get to. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Very exciting news for me on a personal level. As you know, I have been um, a, a, a scooter, scooter rider for um, 18 months. And I've got my, my CBT, my cock and ball torture certificate. And I've got my L plates. So I'm not allowed to ride pillion. Well, today I've decided I am going to do my motorcycle. Not like motorcycle, my up to 125cc riding test. I'm yeah. going to do the test. No gears. No gears. I don't want gears. I, got, I emailed um, like a motorcycle trainer. and said, I've got, I've got a motorcycle, a scooter, and I, I want to do the A1. Which is the, the they said well you can do the A one but we, we'll we'll train you up for the A two as well which means you can ride more powerful machines I went nah don't got no no interest whatsoever in riding a proper motorcycle like I said to him I like pootling yeah do you know what sixty miles an hour feels quite fast yeah. enough for me on that thing I like pootling so and I was I've been umming and eyeing about this for ages we've been talking about this for maybe a year yeah. doing the because you you got your um, L plates a little bit after me. And then today, now, because I'm being all positive and I'm doing stuff, I'm making stuff, I'm, I'm creating, I'm living, I'm, I'm doing stuff. So today I thought, well, let's have a little look into this. And I went onto the, onto the internet, I've got the internet in my house, and I googled it. And you've got to do, to do the, the exam, you've got to do a theory exam, which we didn't have to do in my day. Then you do module one and module two. And it says, click this button to do a test theory exam. It will take an hour. So I... Yeah, sure. I've got nothing to do. The cats, one of the cats, sat on my lap now, so I'd do it. Take an hour. Well, five minutes later, I'd finished it. Okay, I got forty-three out of fifty-five or fifty. Fifty. It, fifty. I got forty out of fifty. That's a pass. Yeah. Like it said, pass. Obviously, you've not passed because it's it's um, uh, tr- practice. What the thing is, it? it's multiple. Mop. It's multiple choice, right? So it's not like you have to think of these answers off the top. of your But head. some of them are dumb, right? One of them was, you are behind a big lorry on your motorbike. Do you, A, get up close to its rear? Do you, B, hug in on the left-hand side? Do you, C, overtake as soon as you can? Or do you, D, hang back? It's D. Yeah. 
The one I found interesting was uh, you are approaching a horse and rider, do you, A? No. Rev. <laughs> the same question. Two, hurtle towards its face as fast as you can. Yeah. Uh, the other one is change down gears as fast as you can yeah. or slow down and be prepared to stop. So we both passed the mock theory driving. So I've put myself in now. I've put myself in for a, for a theory, a real theory. 22nd of January... Um, there were other dates about you have to go to a driving test centre. Yeah, I know. I'm going to speak to my bike instructor, Sweary Jen. Sweary Jen for advice. Sweary so, advice. So I'm so I'm booked in for the 22nd to do the theory. Once you've done the theory, then you can book in for the module one and module two. And then I was looking at what you've got to do in module one and module two, and I'm thinking, figure of eight, I'm a little bit ropey on because I'm so tall and handsome. But I think I can do module one. I think I can do everything that it says in module one. The module two is just riding safely. Now, here's the thing, and this is where I'm kind of looking for help, dear listener. There's a thing in module two called the point and look, point and talk or something, where the instructor will, like, point at something on your bike and, go, and, and then ask you a question. And I'm guessing he, like, points to the little box on the handlebars and go, how would you change the brake fluid? I'll take it to a garage. Yeah. That's what I would do. That, I, I, I suspect that's not the right answer. So if anyone, if any, basically, if anyone has done this A1 licensing thing, how easy is it? Do you need to go on a course? Because you get these courses, like week-long courses, and it's like six, seven, eight hundred quid for a course. I'm thinking, that's a lot of money. That's a, 800 quid is actually a little bit less than what my bike cost me. And it looks like it takes you from not being able to ride no. a bike to be able to ride a bike. We, can, we can, we've been riding for nearly two bike. years each. I can ride a bike. I can ride a bike. I can write about. So, if anyone's done these 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 uh, this, this motorcycle licensing, how easy is it? Who do I have to give a brown envelope to to make sure I get it? Um, and do I do I need to go on a course? I don't think so. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. How are you? Oh, none of your. It's none of your business. We're going back in the groove. Yeah, yeah. Well. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Mark. Are you on speakerphone, Mark? You're very muffled. No, I'm not. You're not on. I'm in the office. I'm at work. Right. Are you are you sp- speaking into the phone? I am speaking into the phone. The signal is rubbish. It's not so the I signal. It's not the signal. It's the it's the um, the cardboard sound of your voice. Oh, I do apologise. I only called to say Happy New Year and keep doing what you're doing. And, so now, and now you're getting too. a rollicking, and now we're destroying mm, this poor this. guy. Well, that's what the year is going That is what the year is um, going to be. Off women's head! It's going to be tough. <laughs> we're going to be tough with you callers, Mark, <laughs> if you're not delivering the goods. It's going to get aggressive. The best way to be. It's the best way to I really want to... In fact, yep. at the first ever show I heard of you, yeah. you were being quite aggressive to somebody who kept ringing either you and then ringing LBC with different stories. Uh, oh, yeah, I know which one. Who? Who? I can't remember his name, but that's what got me hooked. Someone we decided we best not speak to anymore for his own good. Okay, 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 okay. He said his wife was a bookmaker or something Okay, like yeah, that. we gotcha, we, get, we gotcha, we gotcha. And that's what got me hooked. <laughs> that's us bullying a mentally ill man. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go, it swings and roundabouts. Well, we're glad that you're hooked, Mark. What, what are you doing? Why, why are you at work at 10.34 at night? Because I don't know if you remember our last conversation. No. But I'm a support worker. I called to say kind of thank you for what you do. So, so remind me, hang on a minute, because we get so many people calling I remember, in. you do sleepovers. That's, that's the one. That's the and, guy. I gotcha. And, and I'm happy to say, yeah. 
we get paid a little bit more now than we did before. Because of us. That's fantastic. Let's get on the front page of the newspaper again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, we, that was quite a good thing. I was quite concerned about it. Um, oh, yeah, that, that is good. Well, you can think of all the weed and CDs you can buy. Yeah, because weren't they talking about um, taking money off because while you're asleep, even yeah, though you yeah, have yeah, to be yeah. asleep at work, it's considered a break? Weren't they talking about yeah. that at some point? I remember. It's, it's, it's some thing like that, yeah. Yeah, nonsense. Jeez, here's the thing, man. This, this country and this world is screwed. It's absolutely screwed, right? There are people that get paid a pittance that we should be paying a king's ransom to. People like Mark right, mm-hmm. should get paid a fortune because they do crappy jobs, you know, with vulnerable people that no-one else really wants to do, right? And then there's people like me who... I, I've got a really easy job and I get paid very well for it, thank you very much indeed. Then you've got a-holes like Pierce Morgan who get paid millions just to be dicks, <laughs> just to be absolute... I can say that because GMB have stopped offering me work. People like Pierce what Morgan say, who, who, who can behave like... Oh, their, their job is to wind people up. He, Pierce Morgan blocked me on Twitter, right? Because you were hear about the drones, Mark, that may or may not have been around Gatwick Airport, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And this couple got arrested. Um, and then released very, very quickly because they had nothing to do with it. And their picture was on the front page of all the newspapers, and Piers Morgan tweeted, are these the idiots that ruined Christmas? I hope, you know, they get sent to prison and all of that. And then when it came out that it was nothing to do with that poor, innocent couple whose lives have probably been ruined forever because of people like Piers Morgan, he wrote a tweet that was something like, I, like most of the rest of the media, owe this couple an apology. In the meantime, when are the police going to pull out their finger and find out who actually did it? Here's the thing. He's such an arse. He's an arse. Here's the thing, Piers. Most apologies have the word sorry in them. And secondly, it wasn't, it wasn't most of the media. It was, it was the newspapers and it was dicks like you. And so I just tweeted, Piers, it wasn't everybody in the media who um, bullied and belittled and shamed this innocent couple who probably had their businesses damaged and their mental health. He blocked me. He blocked me for it. Little snowflake got butter. Even them people that can give it, they just can't take it. And I hate those people the most. If you can give it, right, you've got to be able to take it. People like him and Steve Allen, cowards, right? If you if you can give it, I hate you. Okay, if you give it like that, mm-hmm. I hate you. But if you if you give it and can't take it, I hate you more. If you give it, I'm doing a very complicated formula here. If you give it and you can take it then I still hate you, but I hate you a little bit less than those who can give it but can't take it. Right. Does that make I'm sense? I'm following, yeah. Okay, okay. That's all so right. I'm following. I was having an argument about him yesterday yeah. with my neighbour. Because she says, oh, I listen to LBC. I said, oh, I don't listen to that. No, poison. See you next Tuesday, Ooh. Steve Allen. Oh, yeah, 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 he's on every Tuesday. That's good. And she says, yeah, I do like him. Yeah, and I said, poison. well, you shouldn't listen to him. You should listen to you instead. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope, Mark. Let's hope that that your words have um, been heard through the muffles, and that she does listen because this show is good for your soul, and um, the other shows are hosted by uh, ourselves. Okay, Mark. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, have a good night. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I didn't believe Mark Pesmore can block me, a man. I've worked with. Uh, oh, what a surprise! I'm not on GMB anymore. Um, but he blocked me. And I wasn't even having to go at him. I just said, not everybody in the media destroyed this, this, this people's life. It was easy not to name them. And, and got blocked immediately. Sensitive, isn't he? Very, very sensitive. Yeah, he'll go on and take the mickey out of vegan sausage rolls in Greg's. And oh, By the way, did you see Greg's? So Greg's, the, the bakers, have got um, vegan sausage rolls. Good for them, right? 
And Piers Morgan did a tweet. This is outrageous, the snowflakes. What are we coming to? And Greg's replied to him, Ah, Piers, we've been expecting you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant of Greg. I'm assuming it's a guy called Greg, and I'm assuming he does his own Twitter account. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Sally, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. This is the Late Night Alternative. Weeknights from 10 with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. <laughs> three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We're, we're excited at the prospect of losing our L plates, riding pillion. If anyone's done these, um, we don't want to ride motorbikes. 125cc, nice little scooter, 65 miles an hour, although downhill wants to dig it to, seven, uh, to exactly 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, and it feels fast. Yes, because I was naked. Um, <laughs> if, anybody, uh, if anybody's done it, can you give us a call? Because there's all these courses, like seven, 800 quid. That seems a lot of money to learn how to ride a motorbike. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I am trying a new thing. I've decided it's not a New Year's resolution. It just by coincidence happened over New Year's because over Christmas and New Year's because I had a week off. And when I get a week off, I kind of tend to have a little look at how my life is functioning and um, what where I could maybe improve things and what I'm enjoying and what I'm not enjoying. And also, just before Christmas, my divorce came through the week before Christmas, as I knew it would. Um, First Christmas Day without the boys, although we we made up for it afterwards. We um, we went mental with the chupa chup tree. Two hundred chupa chups I bought them. How many are left? Uh, five. Five. <laughs> um, so it was, a, it was a weird old time, and I'm in this house. I'm like five months into this house now, and divorce is through, and um, I've come off the antidepressants, and I'm, it's nearly three weeks. I've been off the antidepressants, and I got you know it was a big old it was a big old um, key ring collection from NA the other week. So it's been a weird old time. So I've been looking at... Uh, Dave and Sally, stay there. Um, so I've been looking at where, where my life is at this precise moment in time. You know, as a marriage comes to an end, I look out at what I potentially want from the rest of my life um, and what bits I could improve on. So things like Twitch. I was streaming on Twitch for, for three or four months, streaming me playing games and stuff. I've stopped doing that. I feel really relieved. I don't feel pressured to be entertaining Playing video games. Video games should be fun and relaxing. And, I, you know, I've got a couple of people that I play with online, Roger and Ollie, and sometimes I play with my boy. I'm playing Fortnite with my boys online, which has been amazing. Come here, Daddy, jump on the back of this and I'll drive you there. Um, can I have a gun, boys? No, 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 we've got, we've got the guns. We'll protect you. What? <laughs> Give me a gun. There was one bit. In, in Fortnite, there's like, um, like a wall comes in that, that closes and closes and closes. A storm. Closes and closes. And the storm was coming in. And my youngest was on, like, a little um, quad bike. And he drove off. I was going, come back and get me. No, Dada, you're, you're going to come back and get me. And I'm there dying. <laughs> and then he came back and he, he rescued me, but very, very reluctantly. I said, boy, you are, you are my least favourite now. And then the other one was laughing. I said, you're both out of the will. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so Twitch is, is kind of gone. For now, I may change my mind. I think we're going to start doing stuff on YouTube again, like filming stuff and maybe streaming some live stuff when we get the... the, the new, but I think Twitch is done. It was, uh, it was an experiment that, that was, wasn't successful, wasn't a failure. It just was one of those things, and it didn't really work for me. Um, really coming off Twitter a lot and loving it and loving not having Twitter open in front of me. I keep checking it during the breaks because I'm an addict. I'm an addict. 
Um, but I'm loving not engaging, not not reading stuff and getting angry during the show as a direct result of it. It's all very, very good. And then I had another little piece of... Uh, I'm cycling. Went cycling yesterday and today. I, mean, I don't like that. I do think I'm going to have a, a rustle because uh, I had to stop and hold my left arm a bit because well, I thought I was going to die, but that seemed to calm things down. Uh, and uh, there was, was something about Twitch, talking about Twitter. There was something else that I'm doing slightly uh, different. I can't think what it was. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Sally. Good evening, Sally. Hello. We had a question from Alan Caddick. I believe the question Hi. went something like this. Sally, if there was another court case, would you consider the legal profession professionally? From Alan Caddick to you, Sally. I mean- is there any real point in me answering it? He's probably not listening. Respect the question, Sally. Um, hate the player, but um, enjoy the play. Respect the question. Okay. Which is what we're um, calling this feature, by the way. Respect the question. Respect RTQ. Respect the question. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. We'll send okay. that. We'll sell that to the idiots at Three Counties Radio. That's ex- that's oh. exactly who we're going to sell it to. The idiots at Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Tell us about your drinking uvula. Don't you dare! <laughs> Um, no, you kept that. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is BBC <laughs> Three Counties Radio. Uh, coming up, coming up at two, we'll be talking to a lady who has to masturbate her dog. Otherwise, it's going to die of cancer. But before that, it's time for Respect the Question. Um, Sally's on. Sally, respect the question. The question set earlier from Alan Caddick was... If there was another legal case, would you follow the legal profession professionally? Respect the question. No. You've got... You've got... Hang on. Don't, don't, don't. Because you've got ten seconds to respect the question and your time starts... Now. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Nightmare. Six. Five. Well, that was Sally um, from Luton respecting the question. Um, <laughs> coming up, my pre recorded interview with my dead nana. <laughs> <laughs> On FM, AM, online, oh, and digital radio. <laughs> this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Three years later and I've still not forgiven them. (laughs) I parked in Milton Keynes on the weekend. It was very reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Sally, it's great to have you on board. You've respected the question. You're through to uh, the the, the round now where you can say anything you want to say. Just a reminder that yesterday was bin... No, today was bin day. Oh, well, when is is my bin day? Does anybody know? Does anybody know when my bin day is? 0344 499 When is Ian's bin day? But I'm not telling you where I live. Sally, please get to the point. I like that. Sorry? No, not on my bloody watch. It wasn't no, Sally. I genuinely need. I genuinely need to know where my bin day is because <laughs> I've had to go to the dump twice because bin day has not been happening. I don't know where bin day is. Right. Okay. Do, do I now have to ask a question? You don't have to. Is that do. How it's going to work? Well, yes, you do. You have to respect the question. So I, I now have to ask another caller a question. Oh you, yes, pass the chat button. You know how this works. Pass the chatton. Oh, okay. Yes, a dick. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, I would like Ollie the troll. Um, to well, I, I tell you what. I tell you what. Ollie is. Ollie, you are a. Oh, hang on. I'm just editing it. Ollie, you are a dick. Ollie, dirty pervert. What is this obsession he has with sexy pictures of Mulder? You are a pervert. Well, she's a sexy lady. Yeah. Okay. I get it. 
This could be a oh, case no. for... He's talking about Spooky Mulder, not Scully. Yeah, not Scully, Mulder. Agent Mulder, David yeah. Co- Duchovny. Da- David Covney. <laughs> David Dick well, Covney. What's, what's the problem? Again, I, again, I see it. What's the problem with that? He's a good-looking guy. Uh, oh, no, I, no, I, 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 uh, I agree. And I was actually encouraging to post more, and I suggested a few that he should post. I just don't understand why it started in the first place. You and why care about. Stopped, he okay. needs to po- keep posting them. Oh. OK, well, that's a reasonable question. Well, yeah. well, if he's listening, then let's just let's hope, Sally, he respects the question. Thanks so much for your call. Great to talk to you. <laughs> Thank great, you for... great chat, though. Really enjoyed it. Let's go to Dave. Good evening, Dave. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Hi, Dave. Welcome to the Chit Chat Club. <laughs> Hi, yeah. These are real BBC local radio features, by the way. <laughs> um, All right. All right, David. Here we go. Strap yourselves in. This is going to be a big one. All right. So, um... And Q Dave, and Q David. I like to listen to a lot of radio. Show off. Right. And um, I was listening to um, Deep Price on Sunday, and someone rang up and was speaking about your um, suicidal call. Oh yeah. And Pete Price said he's heard of it and said that um, he thought it was fake. Oh well, bless his soul. Well, uh, I don't. I don't believe Pete Price said that. He said I was listening to it. I, d- I don't. Be- I don't believe he said that. What time did he say it? We'll, we'll, we'll find it. We'll listen to it, and then we'll hunt him down, and we'll, we'll cut his ears off and shove them up his bum. Well, listen. I don't. I, I don't believe he said that. But if he did say that, good luck. Good luck to him. I, 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 uh, trust me. I know for a fact it wasn't because I was dealing with the guy over Christmas. So you know. You were dealing with Pete Price. No, I, I think we're dealing with an idiot here. No, Dave. I was dealing with the gentleman who had attempted. Hey, you're to an idiot. Illness. Sorry. You're an idiot. You're, no, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. No, 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 Dave. You're an idiot. No, you've just called me an idiot, so I'm throwing these insults back at you. You are an ah, idiot. I, well, that just proves you're an idiot, because you're just saying the same insult back to me, idiot. All right, then. You're a stupid idiot. oh It's escalated. You, sir, are a bell cheese. A what? A bell cheese. The cheesiest of bells. You are a foul mouth creep. Did he say creep or prick? Creep. Okay, prick would have been better. Okay. Um, all right, Dave, you won the insult war. <laughs> you won. You won. Stop it. Please stop it. I will stop. All right, nice one, man. Well, thanks for the call. Okay. But you, you, you're an idiot. By the way, oh. take your big spoon with you. <laughs> what? Big spoon. What's big spoon? Because he's stirring it. Stirring. I don't believe that's true. No, it's Pete just Price. Staring. I, don't, I don't know Pete Price, but I think he's an excellent broadcaster. Pete Price wouldn't do that. Pete Price wouldn't do that. Uh, reminds me, we've got to pay that um, actor that was um, played the part of Chris. Yeah. Let's go to Jackie. Have you seen Jackie? Hello, Jackie. Hello, long time no speak. Isn't it? You must yeah. um, be excited to let the words fall out of those beautiful lips of yours on your I, face. Well, yeah. Now, well, now I can talk about laryngitis since before Christmas. Oh, so yes, mate. How's it going? The dreaded leggy. I'm fine now. I was, I was just listening in again. Um about the bike tests and things. Yes, here we go. And there's a bit of a story. Um, and I've just been looking on the DVLA, this thing about taking tests and things. How many people have actually had licences dating back 40, 50 years that were lost? People were sending their licences back and they were 
getting them back, but without their motorcycle licenses. No. And having to take the licenses again. No. Oh, yeah. Well, my partner was bought, his son bought him a Kiwi Superlight motorbike. Mm. 125. Sounds delicious. And uh, it's a lovely, it, it looks like a Harley Davidson type of bike. Oh, it's I'd great to it. And he's got a Vespa now and things. Yes. And he's 66. And nice. when, when he looked at his license, the motorcycle licensing part of it had been removed from his license. Scumbags. So he had to take his test again. And as you say, it's <laughs> £600 a time. Got it. <laughs> he must have been gutted. Well, he just said to him, and somebody said to him, a friend of ours, he said, if the police were to stop you, yeah. they've got no proof that you haven't taken your licence. Yeah. And you've got no proof that you have well, taken your license. The license, the license isn't that much. I don't know how much the license is, but the court. The first, yeah, for the for the provisional one, it's about I think uh, it, it was under hundred pounds, but yeah. it's still a lot of money to find. Yes. And so he had to go and retake his bike license. Unbelievable. Even though he'd already done it all those years ago. I blame Brexit. And <laughs> blame yeah. <laughs> and he had to take it again. So when he obviously, and then you can just. Keep taking your provisional then until you want to take the big license, yeah. the, the proper, the full license. I want the, I want the big license. I'm taking. But that's like, as you say, it's a lot of money to find. But he said, I'm not going to take it. He said because I've already done it. Coward. But but he's well, coward. He, he he's a coward. It. He's a he danger on these roads. He, he likes it. He likes driving it. He's got a Vespa as well now. And um, uh, I humble. never thought. I never thought, um, Jackie, that I'd get a little scooter. And oh. I don't know what made me do it. I no, I did because I, I said oh, I fancied one. Well, I saw. I saw. I walked past a scooter shop in central London. And I just saw this really crappy old scooter. And I went, oh. <coughs> I think I could see myself on that. It was only a grand, and I bought it. It turns out I bought a different one. I thought I was buying that one. I bought a different one. But, um, mm. and, and, I, and, I, and I, it was partly midlife crisis. It was partly marriage breakdown. It was partly wanting a little bit of a thrill. Yeah, but, the thing is with these now, Ian, they are, they are going up so much in price. His cost so much money. And his Vespa was a rogue Vespa from Italy or from India or somewhere. Yeah, the yeah. last of the line. It was a, it's, it's called an LML. Yeah. But it's actually a Vespa. And it's now tripled in price. I would never get a new one. I want, I want. And a new I wouldn't. Well, he got this one. It was yeah. But as you say, it's not. He paid something like his son paid just under three thousand for it. Wow. It's now worth seven thousand pounds. It's not tripling, but um, well, you know, I mean, you know what I mean. It's worth, because he's done bits. He's yeah, worth, yeah, he's of course. But I, I would be. Listen, my bike cost me nine hundred quid, and it's yeah. probably worth seven hundred now because it's a couple of years late. It's, it's twenty years old, yeah. and it's battered to, to hell. And I like it like that because it means I can leave it, and no one's going to nick yeah, it. Exactly. No, because, I can leave yeah. it next to all these lovely vespers and all these people. That, no yeah. one, no one's even going to look at mine except that's, maybe to laugh at it. I'm happy with that. Yeah, the theft of the vespers and yeah. things gone up tenfold in the last few months. Oh, it's crazy, man! It's crazy. People just rock up and pick them up and put them on the back of a there's truck. What, there's, there's two young boys who drive around in on the local area in Wirral, and the police can't stop them. Well, obviously they can now because they haven't got helmets on. Yeah. And they actually stole this vespa from somebody in Birkenhead. It's a four thousand pound bike, and they're just blatantly riding round. The police should have rifles. The police should have rifles for these kind of things and should either shoot the mm. tyres out or shoot the lads in the shoulder. You well, try, could, you try, can, um, you try riding a, ve- you try riding a Vespa with a bullet in your shoulder. Mm. It, trust me, I've tried that. I did it in yeah. Nam. It is difficult. Only the best can yeah. do it. And if you do yeah. it, then you deserve to, you deserve to break the rule, break the yeah. law. Well, the police can stop them with um, the tactics. The psychic now, powers, they the can s- hit, tactics. They, 
they can hit them from wherever now. Ram, and ram them from behind. Ram, ram hey, them from hey, behind, Jackie. basically. That's Whoa. what I was looking for. Here. There you go. I bet you were. Uh, we're I'd all like looking for a good ram. I you all the very best for the new year. Thank you, Jackie. And I'm back online and I'm back listening. Bless you, and I'm glad you got your voice back, Jackie. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Ollie and Ross, stay there. We're going to come to you in a bit. I want you to have a fair crack of the whip. It'll be you first, Ross, then it'll be Ollie. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. That's an okay first out. I thought it was fine. Got some got some great voices in there. Some great voices. Good to hear Jackie's voices back. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Phone call is free for most. Costs you pennies at tops. You'll speak to Sam. He will take your name and number. Calls you straight back. It's that simple. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
of all the shows I'm booked to see this year, and I'm booked to see Kiss, Dylan, Neil Young, Limmy, the one I am the most excited about and I have no idea why is Cher. I mean, I cannot. I'm not even a massive fan, but I'm so... Are you excited, Boyley? Oh, my God, so excited. I've loved Cher since I was about 15. (laughs) It's going to be nuts, man. That's enough of that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Just wondering which sequin I wear. What <laughs> <laughs> share sees me in the audience at the O2 where we're sat right at the back? No, and falls in love with me. She's quite old now, but she can't see that far. Wants me to have it off with her. <laughs> oh, she wants me to make a baby share. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Well. Dreams can come true. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. So, um, before Christmas. Some of you will have heard we took a phone call from a guy in a street in Plymouth uh, called Chris, and Chris was not in in great shape. Um, well, Chris is on the line now. Hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, um, all, I'm all right. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Uh, oh, that's good news. Yeah, it's, it's been hard, and um, I did, I did, I did want to, I did want to die at the time, um, but. A new day, a new year, a new dawn, and uh, despite more setbacks, my wife, ex-wife, getting engaged on 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 Christmas Day. Um, more worries about my daughter whether she's going to take this new fella's name. But hey, I'm still here. Well, uh, gosh, that is a lot to, um, to that is a lot to process, isn't it? But you are still here, man, and that's um, that's the main thing. Um, I, 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 we've spoken a couple of times over the Christmas period. And I don't want to, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I don't want to pry too much. But um, are, are, are you physically all right? Because yeah, you yeah, did, I, you I, did I, actually I mean, take a drugs it, overdose, and you were, it, you, you told me it got very, very hairy for a few days. It did. I was, for, 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 for two days, I was out of it. I was incubated. 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 Yes, yeah, I always yeah, get it wrong. For, I was incubated for, uh, for a day and a half, two days in ICU. And then discharged to a normal ward, and uh, and then uh, self discharge out of the hospital. Uh, I've been to see the doctor. The doctors um, uh, speeded up the local crisis team to get involved, but I'm down here in deep and darkest Cornwall, and there is no that uh, the, the 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 budgets on mental health are severely stretched, and uh, I haven't had the phone call yet to give me any of that support. Um, oh, man, that so. I've just got to take one day at a time. That's all I can do. I really don't look no foot further forward no. than when I go to sleep tonight. And if I wake up tomorrow, that's an extra day. Yeah, yeah. You you can't um, with so many things. You can't um, you know even plan a week ahead, two days ahead. You just got to get through at the moment. Just get through. You're right. Day, day at a time. All you do tonight is get your head on the pillow, and that's it. You can strike another day off. Well done. Yep. I, I I know you've you've been through some of this, and so so you you, you know the the roller coaster emotions yeah. that um, that that I'm that I'm facing, and most of that's behind me now. My divorce has, has been and gone, and my ex-wife has moved on. Uh, even though I find it difficult to let her go, it's 32 years I was married to her. And that's a lifetime and some. And um, from 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 that from that side of it, um, that that's very difficult to try and build a relationship or any sort of uh, relationship with with anyone else. 
and that in itself causes problems because uh, my wife made this prophecy to me that uh, my ex-wife now that that I would um, always be a sad lonely old man and at the moment it looks like it's going to come true and well well but that but but that prophecy doesn't have to come true there there are you're still i mean look you're 50 so yeah listen i'm 45 we're old man that that bit's true right but um but it, things can change and things can improve but nothing changes unless something changes. Someone said that to me the other day in a meeting. Nothing changes unless something changes. I thought, well, a lot of old crap. But I kept thinking about it. And, and it's true. What it means is everything is going to stay the same unless you do something different. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what that different thing is that you need to do. The different thing I needed to do was to um, get out of the flat I was living in, stop wallowing. You know, I'm not suggesting you're wallowing, but this was me. Stop wallowing in the, the, the failure of my marriage. Uh, and and start taking steps to to create a home where I could feel happy, where I could bring my kids. Start, you, you know, I, I had to change some really basic things in my life yeah. to yeah. stop me wanting to die. And I don't know what they are, but I just wondered if you had any ideas well, what I've, the I've basic done, things I've were. You needed to change. I've done most of that. I've moved from London to South East Cornwall. I'm in a lovely uh, place. Um, I, I can look out the kitchen window. On, on one side, I've got fields with cows in. In the middle, I've got um, um, uh, woods with uh, deer in. Oh. And on the other side is the sea. So, you know, I can look out the window and I, 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 I've got a, a, a panacea of, of, of loveliness. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think, really, it's my... Uh, 11-year-old daughter that's really sort of... Uh, my wife won't allow me any sort of access to her. And uh, my big biggest fear of all is that this man that, that my wife is now uh, going to marry um, is going to be her dad, and I'm not going to be her dad anymore. And, and, and that's the biggest thing of all that really, really, really sort of worries me more than anything. You told and me that I, you got I, a card I, off of her this Christmas. And to, and to be honest, Ian, I know you've said to me, don't don't worry about, you know, that's not going to happen. And, and and but I just feel that that, that is that is the way it's going to be. And, and that's why I think I said, I, 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 to be honest, I don't remember much of the phone conversation I had with you back in December. Um, but I uh, I just just feel that without my daughter. Um, Everybody's saying, oh, she'll come to you when she's 18, but that's seven years away. I can't, I, yeah. I, I can't, I couldn't possibly well, wait she, that she, Here's the thing. She might come to you when she's 18. She might not come to you. She might come to you before then or after. She might not. You don't, you just don't know. No, um, no, but, but that's, that's the thing that really worries me. Her life is controlled by my ex-wife, well, who is is evil <laughs> well now say. i know okay, i understand why you're saying that but i understand of course i understand why you're saying that man of course i do um but um she isn't here to defend herself and i feel a little uncomfortable and okay. and without and, and without wanting to break any of the confidences of the stuff that you shared with me over christmas because that's that was private that phone conversation it, it, I, I partly, Ian, I can part. No, Ian, I have no secrets. No, okay. you told me to go to AA. I don't believe I need to go to the AA. I, I okay. haven't. I, I, we, we, I had a bottle of pop over 
New Year's and the fireworks, um, and that that was that was that was it. So okay. well, that's fair. That's your that's your call. That's fine, and that's your decision. I'm not judging you on any of that. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, uh, you know, from some of the stuff that you told me, I can understand why your wife is pissed off with you and doesn't want to have any contact with you. I can sort. I can understand that, but I can also understand why you, from what again, from what you told me, why you you are ill, why you are depressed. I know the things that you saw at work. Yeah. That the, yeah. the 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 kind of you know sent you over the edge. They sent anybody over the edge. On the table, so people know they you know people. I know it's difficult to judge just on a phone call. But I, I'm quite happy to tell the people. No, I know, but can I just can I just warn, can I just say one thing, Chris? Just say yep. one thing, right? I'm I, I'm I I know exactly what I can say about my private life on the air that I'm yep. comfortable with. Here's the thing: you you missed this, and you were really surprised when I told you this. But you phoning us up became a huge huge story. It's on the front oh, page of the Star. I, I did I, I was doing inter- I did an interview with New Zealand TV, all of this New Zealand radio, all of this stuff. So I'm just going to warn you that this might get in the papers tomorrow, this phone call. So the things that I am skirting around, if I were you, I'd think really carefully about whether you want to say them on the radio or not because then that goes in the public domain and people know things about you that actually they don't need to know about you. Ian, I don't have any problem with that. Okay. Right, okay. Uh, I worked for London Underground for uh, just over 14 years as a station supervisor on a busy West End uh, station. Um, I was witness to a person under a train. Um, That person was around their mid-twenties, early thirties, which is the age of of my eldest son. Mm. I uh, saw that person on the track, laying in front of the train, completely lifeless. I assisted with the um, uh, carry. We, we, we had a carry sheet. Um, that person's carried off the track and put into a room. I had to stay there while the police searched the body. Um, and then the undertaker coming down um, a few hours later. And even, I'm not sure if I told you this, Ian, but uh, even to the extent they put his 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 lifeless body into a coffin and uh, wheeled it to our emergency lift and it was too tall to stand in the lift so um, they had to put it in um, uh, it it was too long to put in the lift sorry so they had to stand it on its head and uh, one of the undertakers made the joke was oh I hope you don't fall out and in my sort of thinking about it logically, obviously that's the way they dealt with yeah, that situation. But that's the first time I'd ever been involved in anything yeah. like that, and it had such a detrimental effect on me would, that yeah. uh, I just started drinking heavily, and it got to the stage where I was drinking a bottle of vodka a day, and and I'm not proud of that fact. But that's what I did. I drank a bottle of vodka a day, and it was the only way to be able to deal with the whole situation that was in front of me. Now, my wife couldn't quite handle that because she had her own business to run. She she uh, she, she 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 run, runs a business from home, 
um, which involves children, so she thought I was a bit dodgy, and, and quite rightly so. If I, yeah. if, if you I can understand that, that. You don't You don't want a, a drunk around kids. No, no, of course. You get that, don't you? Of course you no, do. No, you? absolutely. Yeah. I, I got all that. But it was being shut away at a cabin at the end of the garden from 8 in the morning till um, probably 6 o'clock at night. And it was listening to music and, say, drinking a bottle of vodka, sleeping an awful lot. And that that was my life for the best part of probably two and a half years. Yeah. Until London Underground finally, in their wisdom, decided to dismiss me. Um, that that uh, that previously, as I, again, I explained to you before that that involved going to a rehab, which I lasted ten days at, and then I took an overdose. Uh, spent a, a, a night in a hospital in um, uh, um, Western Supermare, transferred back to uh, Sidcup, where I spent another two months in hospital, and that's been my life ever since. And um, to be honest, I, 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 I know I need help, um, but because going back to what I said earlier, um, Cornwall Council is so severely strapped for cash, that we're, we're ordinarily in London, you, you are committed um, um, uh, what they call sections. Mm. And um, in London, I would have been sectioned uh, months and months ago, years ago, maybe. Um, but in, in Cornwall, they don't do that. They send you home. They send their, um, their, their little home treatment team round for three days, and then you're left to get on with it. And you're still fighting your demons. And every day, uh, I'm fighting my demons. And that's always going to be... I can't honestly see any way out of that other yes. than suicide. I, I, I know it's, it's, it's a horrible thing to say, and, it, and, and um, it, it's not an easy thing to do. But at the time, it does feel easy. But here's the thing: I I know a few um, people whose par- you know, one of their parents has committed suicide. You know that yeah. screws the kids up. You know that is that is that's a, a, a horrible legacy. That's a horrendous yeah, legacy to leave a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I understand. I, I, I understand that, and everybody has said to me, and while I was in hospital in in Plymouth for those uh, three days. Uh, in the ICU, the um, a couple of the nurses said to me, "You, you, you do, you do realise that um, that 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 you're going to screw your life, your your daughter's life up." And I really, uh, I, I, it feels like me. It's a short-term pain for a long-term gain because I'm just going to be a drain on on society. I'm going to be a drain on. this but that's not true you're not draining on anybody you're not well that's that's where you are at the moment you're ill you're as much of a drain as people with cancer are a drain you know it's, yeah. it's, it's not their yeah. fault no no well i, I just feel it, it is my fault i know you and... feel that but i'm telling you i'm telling you your head is lying to you about quite a few things but that's that's definitely the biggest lie it's telling you at the moment yeah no one is going to benefit from you dying no one's going to benefit. 
I just just feel that that's that that's the the only the only possible way out of all this. Um, well, it, listen, it is a way. It is a way out. It is a way out. But uh, trust me, man, it's the it's the shittest way out. That, that isn't going to solve. That isn't going to solve. That, that isn't going to solve anything at all, and that's only going to make things worse for everybody who um, survives. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we need to think about what other options there are, because there are other. You right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just my care. She's pulling her hair out. <laughs> why is she? It's it's a, it's a sad laugh. Why is she pulling her hair out? Because what I've put her through. Because she's been she's been with me for the past two and a half years. Ever since I came to Cornwall, she's been with me, and I've attempted suicide on three to- three occasions. Uh, and, um, yeah. Can I ask you a question that's going to really annoy you? No, you, you never annoy me, man. I, I, no, I will. I will annoy you. This question's going to annoy you, but I'm going to ask it. You right? You go ready? On. Yeah, go on. And I need a really honest answer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How much have you had to drink today? I've had nothing today. Today? Today. Nothing. 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 How much did you have yesterday? Nothing. Okay. How much did you have on um, Boxing Day when I spoke to you? Uh, I think on Boxing Day after Christmas, I think I'd, I'd had uh, a few tinnies. You no, you told me you'd had a box of wine. Well, all right, okay, yeah. perhaps I had a box of wine. I don't, I don't, I don't remember what happened today, yesterday, or tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> but Ian, you think well, this is where we this is where we disagree on, right? And this is where we did where I say I know it's going to make you angry because we did have a little falling out over this. We, we did, and 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 I was most. <laughs> Upset about that? Well, I was upset, but it's cool. I'm not upset. I mean, it's cool. Here's here's where we disagree, and this is where we had a falling out. Is um, I I, I don't know if you're an alcoholic or not. I don't know, right? But I know that the drink. This is the one. Right, let me ask the question that you didn't answer on the text. Like the few texts I sent you kept ignoring it, right? And, and having a pop, which I don't mind you having a pop. At me, it's cool. Yeah. But um, when you drink, does it make things better, or does it make things worse? And be honest. It makes things better. No, how does it... Oh, how does it make things better? It just does. How, it, tell it, me. Tell me it, how, it, how you being drunk and it, you getting into sl- slagging matches with the, the person that who's, who I can hear in the background and you doing the things that you've told me that you do... How does that make things better? It, it numbs the pain, Ian. It numbs the pain. And that's what I was doing when I was drinking when, after the incident. It numbs the pain. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't numb the pain, man. It may, it gives you a different kind of pain. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll accept that. Good. But 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 to me, <laughs> good. It it feels like it's numbing the pain. Well, it, it, it it's not. It's making things worse, and it's giving you a you. Here's the thing. You're never going to see your 11 year old daughter while you're drinking. That's a fact. You might not see her when you're not drinking, but you stand a damn better chance of seeing her uh, when you're sober than when you're, you, you've been drinking. No, I'm not going to see my daughter if I, if I carry on attempting to take my own life. That's another thing, yeah. That's another thing to put on the list. Things, th- things that will make it almost impossible for you to see your daughter. Let's do a list. Uh, taking, trying to take your life. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah. Um, those, those are two quite big ones. So, how? I, I mean... How about if we stop doing those two things? <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't that help? 
well, well, drinking isn't isn't a problem. Yeah, drinking isn't a problem. I can oh, stop drinking. No, I I know you don't believe that. I don't, be- I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But I can, I can. That's that's what I used to say. <laughs> well, okay. Perhaps there, there, there's 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 a, a fundamental difference between you and I. Ian. Maybe. That that I can. I I don't I don't need to drink. I don't need to drink. I uh, if I'm feeling well, stop, stop really then. really sad. Stop then. Stop drinking I then. Drink and stop drinking. Then... If you don't need to drink, stop drinking. Prove it. Stop drinking for six months. I have. I've stopped drinking. When? I I, I had the last um, drink I had, which was I think uh, New Year's Eve. When we, we cracked open... Dude, the bottle, that uh, was three the days ago! <laughs> that was three days ago! Yeah, what happens the next time... drinking, Ian, that's stopping drinking. Yeah, but, OK, well, what happens the next time you um, get you, you hear some bad news about your family or, or you get a text from me that you don't like or, you know, a, a bus doesn't stop for you? What happens then? I just... I've got to not do that. And and I believe I'm, I believe I have some inner core strongness. The outside's jelly, but inside there is the person I used to be four years ago, when I used to be able to deal with anything that was thrown in front yeah, of me. Yeah, that person that, is there. That person is in there. An escalator. Somebody. There was a signal failure. Anything Dude, happened. Chris, that person is there. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you. That person is in there. Yeah, that's right. But right inside, Ian, the outside is now jelly. Right, OK. Well, then, how do we get that, that inner um, person out? I don't know, and that's the... And, and that's the, that's the, I, know the I, know the, I know the start, but I tell you it, and you get angry with me. I won't get angry with you. The start is you've got to stop drinking, and you've got oh. to accept that you've got yeah, a drink yeah, problem. Man, as I said, Ian, listen, <laughs> I, I, I have... The last drink I had was on New Year's Eve. Three days ago. OK. Yeah. All right. OK. All right. So I have no intention, as I, as, as, I, as I lay in this bed here, now talking to you, I have no intention of, of drinking anymore. OK. And All right, that's good. It. All right, well, I, I hope that... I, I, I pray for your sake that that's true. And, and that's it. But I, I, can't, I can't say I'm not going to try and take my life again. OK. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a different because thing. Because yeah. that's... that's that's what that seems to be my default. Hey, when, you know, every time you try you, you try to take your life. Yeah. Had you been drinking then? No, no. And 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 so and you you did you did it completely stone cold sober each yeah, time. Absolutely. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And I, I though I have very very um, um, vague memories of the of uh, the, that night in December, yeah. um, but I, I'm 99% sure I hadn't had a drink then either. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. <laughs> and I don't want to keep pushing the point, because, you know, there are other issues at stake, but it, I'm, I'm 100% sure I didn't have a drink yesterday. I'm 100% sure I didn't have a drink the night that you tried to... I'm 100% sure. I, I've never been 99% sure... <laughs> Well, I would know. Be. You went through a lot. I know. I know. And I'm not having a go at you. I just. I want. That, the, I want the best. Th- I want you to stay alive, and I want you to be happy, and I want you to have everything that you are entitled to. But I know. And again, I'm. I'm. I'm specifically not saying two things. And I, I, I actually, do you know what? I think it's for your own good if you don't mention these two things. But I know two specific things that you have done whilst pissed that um, indicate to me. The um, that drinking is a problem and drinking makes you angry. It does make me angry. Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. And, and that's not good. No, it's no, not good. And, and, and I won't mention it. I know the two things. No, yeah, don't it? mention it. Because we, no. we know. I know it. You know it. And that's, we're the only people that need to know. Everyone yeah. else can get stuffed. Absolutely. Yeah, that's um, it. Um, and no, I'm... I, I, yes, and you're right. All right. And, and, and I... And that's one of the reasons... Yeah. Why I don't want to drink anymore. Good. All right. Well, let's forget the drink thing now for now because I don't want to keep badgering you because I know it annoys you and I'm you know I'm kind of glad man, it annoys you. Man, man, you're not annoying me. You, you you've been a good friend to me, and oh, I uh, took it uh, when you when you gave me your personal number that I could actually you you don't know me. I don't I know you other than on the radio station, but you were a friend I could talk to when I'm feeling really desperate. I can ring and say, Ian, just give me some advice, please. Well, I don't know about advice, but I can certainly share my experience, and yeah. I can um, certainly, and I can possibly make a few suggestions. I wouldn't call it advice because I'm not qualified. No, but I can. I, oh, yeah, I can share my experience where experiences where there's been a similarity in terms of struggling, and I can I can can make some suggestions, and that is all it will ever be. I will never tell no, you what to do. No, I, I that. will never insist you do something. Um, but- and, and also as well, here's the thing I have to say, Chris. Yeah. Um, sometimes um, I'm not going to take your call. Uh, no. uh, you know, th- 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 I, I, when I spoke to you on, on Christmas Eve, uh, Boxing Day, I was trying to fix everything for you. And, it, I, and, it, and I did speak to someone from Alcoholics Anonymous saying, I'm speaking to this bloke and I'm in recovery. And, yeah. and he said to me, he said, dude, you can't fix him. You can't, you can't fix him. Now, whether it's alcohol or mental health or whatever, he said, you can't fix him. You can be there for him, but you are powerless over him, you. He has to make his own decisions. And that's why that night I kind of backed away slightly after I've been trying to find you a hotel to get out of what I thought was a toxic environment um, and, and tried to find you somewhere to stay. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You were drunk. I was trying to find you a hotel. The only place I could find was a room above a pub. Imagine the carnage. <laughs> the carnage. And also, um, I had to... I've got to protect myself a little bit because it was the first... I, I'd only just got my kids home and yeah, I hadn't seen course. my kids. And so I... So, so listen, there will be times yeah. when I won't answer your phone call or if... You know, I feel that you're 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 being aggressive, or you know, I feel that, that that there is a danger of me getting sucked into something that's not healthy for me. I'm going to back away a little bit. Doesn't Absolutely mean I don't not. love you. Doesn't mean I want you to go and kill yourself. Doesn't mean I want you to drink. It just means I'm protecting myself, and I know you appreciate that. Listen, I understand that. I I, I fully understand that. But but what I what I need is really just somebody that doesn't know me. Um, somebody that's not a close friend to me, because I've got friends that are very close to me, and they're giving me all sorts of advice. But I, I need somebody who doesn't know, know me, and somebody I don't know that well, other than on the radio station, as much as everybody else knows them. Um, uh, and uh, you can... I know you can't give me advice as such, but you can give me some some suggestions how I can deal with this yes. and things like that, and 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 that would be invaluable to all me. Right. Don't don't die. That's, all, that's that's my that's my suggestion tonight. Thanks, Do thanks, not die. No. Chris, take no. care, brother. It's nice to speak to you. We will uh, speak again soon. Okay. Yeah, we will do. Thank you. Hang in there, man. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for that. Thank you. Bye. Um. Yeah. 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 Is that all right? I think so. I wanted to say to Chris, and it doesn't. Hopefully, he's still listening. Thanks for your tweet. The reason I didn't respond to it because I was hoping that he might pass something on, but obviously things happened. But um, 
I don't, I don't want to unleash the um, press on you. <laughs> and I think that's why we've been careful about how much information I was on G- GMB, Good Morning Britain, phoned me up. He said, we'd love to get you on the show to talk about that phone call. And I said, oh, I, I, it's something I'd consider. And we'd love it if you could get Chris on with you. And I said, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to ask a guy. This is when um, I don't think I'd spoken to him at that point. Uh, I'm not going to ask a guy that's killed himself to come on Good Morning Britain for a six-minute feature. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do that, but thanks for asking. You know, Could you give us his number? I'm not going to give you his number. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. And the guy's, guy's tried to kill himself. I'm going to protect him a little bit if I yeah. can. Yeah. Um, Ollie's been waiting for ages. Ollie, stay there. We're going to do a delicious clunky gear change. Don't you worry. That's my job, not yours. 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're very, very welcome to. Uh, what we do is clunky gear changes. We go from the light to the dark, then we go all the way to Ollie. Good evening, Ollie, you vicious, vile troll. Hello, Ian and Kath. Hey, Ollie. Here's, 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 here's my beef with you. OK. One of them. <laughs> here's today's beef. We've met you. You're a very, yeah. very... I'm not going to say handsome. I'm going to say beautiful young man. Yes. He's a, oh, wow. He is, isn't he? Sw- a swoop of dark hair. A beautiful. Mysterious Stunner. eyes. Yep. Clean-shaven yeah. face. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, your picture on Twitter, you got a beard. Explain <laughs> yourself. I need to redo that. I just... Yeah. I was so expecting a much, much older, and I'm going to say it, plainer man. I was expecting a Bill Oddie lookalike. Yeah. Instead, I got a dreamboat. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Change that avatar. You don't have a beard. Um, so give it a, Although, saying that, well, my, my pictures on Twitter, I don't have a beard, but I do have a beard in real life. Getting new pictures yeah. done. Getting new pictures done. Me and Kath are going to yeah. get some new pictures done. It don't matter. It don't matter. It's a small thing. It's only a small uh, thing. I think uh, I used to have, like, a beard. I used to, like, try and hide my face a lot, I think. Oh. I think that's part of my like, anxiety beautiful. stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. So you've got a beautiful angelic face. Um, and Ollie, Ollie tweeted me the other day. I didn't reply because I'm not really replying to people on Twitter oh. and loving it. No more Twitch streams for me, but my friend, I will be online at some point in uh, probably over the weekend, actually, not in the next couple of days because I'm with the boys. But over the weekend, I'm going to be online. I'm still into online gaming. I'm still into. Um, well, I've been playing what I thought was called is a game called Player Unknown Battlegrounds. It's like basically like, like um, Fortnite for, for grown ups. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's not got cartoon characters. It's not got. F- Magic cars. It's not got a snappy title. It's not got, you, don't, you don't build rubbish. So I was playing, and it's, it's, it's abbreviated. So I thought I was playing, as I said to my 13-year-old nephew, yeah, I've been um, playing a bit of P-U-B-G. Huh? You went, what? <laughs> I said I've been playing a little bit of P-U-B-G. When was that? So it's, it's the game Fortnite was based on. Oh, you mean PUBG? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me it was called PUBG? We, we did, didn't we? No! We no, oh. I've never called a PUBG to me! <laughs> My 13-year-old nephew, who for a moment thought I was the coolest guy in the world, now thinks I'm a jerk! Well... Because I said P-U-B-G! P-U-B-G. didn't say Here's the thing. You know, um, you know the terrible band, band, bland band, um, Blink-182? Oh, yeah. In America, I think they're called Blink-182. Yeah. And I think in some parts of the world they're called Blink 182. (laughs) I think that's true. I think that's true. 
<laughs> I'm going to Google. I'm going to Google what a Blink One Eight Two called around the world. I'm sure that's true. By the way, a Captain from Captain and Tennille's died. What was Captain oh, and Tennille's big hit? Love. Love will keep us together. Yeah. We'll play that. We'll play that at midnight. Captain Daryl Dragon from Captain and Tennille. How is Blink One Eight Two pronounced? Here we go. This comes up in the United States. um... How to pronounce Blink-182. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're, we're, the internet's going to tell us. Um, oh, t- t- pop-ups. <coughs> and accept, I accept. In the United States, Blink-182 is pronounced Blink-182, but a wave of... Con- I will not go. I quite like that one. A wave of confusion crashed over the internet when the Late Late Show with James Corden... Oh, did it get stuffed? Oh, yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. When you go, was when you a go, surprise hit. Go, go, and ruin it, go and ruin another children's classic. <laughs> anyway, Ollie, what can we do for you this evening, please? I came to respect the question. Oh, yes, of course oh, he did. Oh, he's here to respect the question. He's going to accept the chat on. What was his question? That was The question was... <coughs> it was Sally's question. We know that much. Ollie. Oh, Sam knows. Sam's stuffing up like a bum lick. points. <laughs> this is just you doing your job. Sam, so nice to have Sam back. We've had to... Oh, what... Well, I won't read what you've written because that's incorrect. Oh. He wants is it, the question was: What's your obsession with Stephen Mulhern? The oh I, no, <laughs> no sexy Mulder. What's your that's it? What's your obsession with sexy Mulder? He's just he's a sexy guy, isn't he? He's like uh, he's always been uh, attached to sexy things like Red Shoe Diaries. Do you remember <laughs> oh, the sexy yeah. diaries? That was sexy. He um like, he doesn't age that guy, does he? No, because he's got oh, one of those faces. No. No, you're wrong. He's aged terribly. In oh. the last, like, ten years, he's disintegrated to his presentation. <laughs> <laughs> We've not been watching him as closely as you have, obviously. Because <laughs> I always I thought he was a slightly, much, and I'm going to say it, um, not craggy, but um, mm. po- his, not potato face. His um, what's the word? Knobbly faced. He's got a knob face. No, knob- <laughs> knobbly. His, right, David Duchovny. I mean, handsomely knobbly, but um, <laughs> not a pretty man. I I think I I don't know if this is wrong or mean or something, but he's he's had some alcoholism problems, and I think that hasn't I helped. Ladies and gentlemen, you please welcome singing every third thought. It's Mr. David Duchovny. Every thought on the future and the past. All these thoughts on things that don't last Every second thought on what's false and true Every third thought on you Wow! I didn't know that. Has he got a whole album? Is he like the Nick Knowles of America? He he is... um, Hang on a second, let's... um... (laughs) Yes, son. Singing his latest song, Marble Sun. Please welcome to the stage, David Duchovny. Okay, I might. I'm, I'm sure I remember a, 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 a treat. Okay. Um, okay. This. 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 Okay. Here we go. 
Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the stage, singing the Neil Young classic Helpless, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. <laughs> Jesus. There's, there's a mystery. How did that shit get made? Put, put that in the X-Files. Dear God. Ollie, well, you've, you've, you've driven the show over a cliff by making us play David Duchovny's songs. Oh, no, that's the positive. Can I ask Roger a question? Can I pass the chat on? But please pass the... the, the he's, got, he's got the... OK, the chat on, away you go. Yes, respect the question, Roger. Uh, why does Roger feel the need to turn off the late-night alternative when you talk about sexy sexy things like sex toys? Oh. Roger's... Sorry, Roger does what? He turns off your radio show when you have sex things on, like when you have interviews with... Roger's... Well, well, Roger's going to be upset because next week we've got some porno psychics on. Yeah. So... Would you hear Ollie there? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Do you hear that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I bet you are. Dirty boy. <laughs> we think they're going to be... And here's a word you don't hear very often in this country, and I like it. I'm going to bring this word back. Spunky? No, 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 no. No, we think they're going to be screwing. Well, no, one says screw, <laughs> no one says screwing anymore. Screwing. I really... I'm going to screw you. Let's, let's screw. Hey, let's, we've got an hour. Let's screw. Let's go and screw. I call, I call it rumpy pump with my... With my right, thank you for calling... Oh, dirty boy. He had to reach for wife there, didn't he? He had so many choices. <laughs> rumpy pump. Flipping it. I like, he likes... He, I, I screw his wife, he rumpy pumps his wife. It's, um, and I feel so it's bad for saying that because she's a delightful human being. Yeah, she deserves uh, so much better. Doesn't she? But I'm afraid that's all she's got. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You see, that's what happens. We, we go on Twitter during the break and then we get sucked into all kinds of mayhem reporting a sexual uh, 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 reporting a paedophile and reporting a thug and reporting a sex criminal of a different nature uh, so much better it's, uh, Twitter during the show gets me so angry <laughs> so glad I'm not doing it but I did just then Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you wish to give us a call um Roger's called in to respect the question. Roger, what is this I hear that when we do sexy subjects, you um, what, you shoot your load too early and you, you switch off? What is going on? I don't know what Ollie is on about. Man I think up! He's, I think he's conflating something. It was... I can remember the incident he's referring to. Right, so you know what he's it, talking about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, all right, so it, was the, it was the poo thing. What poo you thing? You remember, he had that interview with that... I can't remember what it were. You are a pervert. <laughs> Ollie's a pervert. You are a fanny. It was the. Weren't it? Weren't it the? the I don't know. You tell thing. me. You tell me. It you tell me the thing that caused you to switch off my show. Parading digestion. Dirty pervert. Having. We have never. Ever. I. I. Shut your face. Shut your face. And we have never. We would never stoop so low on this show as to do a feature about. Are people eating poo to help the digestion? What are you talking about? Oh. That is sick. Yeah. We would never do that. 
We would never do it. Mm. I can remember because I can remember you. I can remember you talking about never. it, and then you no, got the, then you got the person on like a that's... day or two later. No, that's the wrong answer. That's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. This is harassment. Yeah, exactly. We we are bullying a blind man. What's your problem? <laughs> it's, it's, 10 to t- it's 10 to 12 on a Wednesday night. We do it every week at this time. Come on, man. <laughs> What's your problem? Uh, we did tell you it was called PUBG, by the way. All right, yeah, goodbye. Thank you for calling, troll. Oh, what is he like? He's, he's... Who hurt you, Roger? Who hurt you? Mm. Well, you do keep batting in, don't you? Um, 0344 499 1000. Sorry, what happened there? I just speared myself on this. <laughs> Catherine just made an oof noise and I looked around and she was um, touching her lady parts. I wasn't, it was him. Listen to this, I love this. Um, she lived to the ripe old age of 122 years and 164 days. You heard this story? She lived to the ripe old age of 122 years and 164 days, despite smoking until she was 116 and enjoying her red wine, her weekly bars of chocolate and anal. What? French woman... What? French woman, Jean... Jean... Jeanne. Jeanne Calmente... Calment. ...became a global celebrity before her death in 1997 and still ah, holds... She's the one who said, I only have one wrinkle and I'm sitting on it. OK, OK. <laughs> she... Uh, her death in 1997 and still holds the record as the world's oldest person. But now that age is being challenged by a scientist who claims she was a 99-year-old imposter. <laughs> <laughs> Russian researcher Nikolai Zak says Madame Galmont, as she was known throughout France and beyond, was actually Jean's, Jean's daughter, Yvonne, <gasps> who assumed her mother's identity when she died to avoid paying inheritance tax. This well, is great! Looking at her picture, she looks way older than 99. According to Mr. Zach, he's a Russian. The elaborate deception began in 1934, the year Yvonne's death from pneumonia at the age of 36 was registered. He claims it was, in fact, Jean, Jeanne, mm-hmm. who died that year, age 59, suggests Yvonne, her only daughter, started pretending to be her. He cites multiple contradictions... In Jean Calment's interviews, biographies, photos, and, and documents to support his assertion. Wow. Mr. Zach claims Yvonne managed to fool the world over the next six decades despite being 23 years younger than her mum. But he argues that according to numerous testimonies, the person the outside world accepted was Jean looked 20 to 30 years younger than her age, at least from 100 until 117. He also refers to a poll. Oh, come on. He also refers to a poll conducted on Facebook by a Russian gerontologist, Valery Novoslev, which asked 224 participants to estimate, give or take, the, a year the age of Jean from a photograph when she was 117. Those surveyed did not know who she was, and the average result was 95. Yeah, well, well, who would think that she was 120 odd? Guys, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. I'm not buying that. This, this is all HS. He claims that in interviews, Jean reluctantly answered questions about her daughter and that the daughter and the mother shared characteristics in their behaviour, their liveliness, their gait. Well, they would do. Yes. Mr Zach also argues that photographs of Yvonne taken before her supposed death show that she had 
exactly the same ears and nose as the woman who became famous as Jean. Uh, Jean, born in 1875, and Fernand, her husband, were the joint owners of a department store in Arles. It doesn't matter! <laughs> it doesn't matter! It doesn't matter! It doesn't matter! It doesn't matter! Well, it, no, 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 no. it doesn't matter! It does. No, it doesn't! No, it does. Oh, it doesn't! Doesn't matter! Does it matter, Kasif? Hello, Ian. Does it matter, Brad? Does it matter, Jerry? It matters. It, it, it matters! He can't speak, he's got Parkinson's, <laughs> his brain doesn't work properly. He's saying it doesn't matter, but you can't understand it. You're saying it doesn't matter, aren't you, Jerry? No, it's not. Yes, 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 yes! Yes, I am! Does it matter, Kasif? No, it doesn't matter. Thank you, Kasif! Oh, Kasif would say that, he's contrary. Very, very, very intelligent caller. Okay. Let's see what Kasif has to say about his point. Go on, Kasif. Let's hear your point, Kasif, and make it a good one, mate, because I've put a lot on you. Hello, Ian. Yes, I, I was last week, I just re- uh, reading on Twitter that you saved an individual's life. And also, he was on today, of course. And I'd just like to say, whenever you feel down, whenever you feel like you're a failure, whenever you have your own problem, just remember you saved an individual's life. I felt great. The individual has got, got parents. Imagine if somebody saved your kid's life. I mean, the least you would probably hook that individual. And I mean, how, how much would you owe that individual if an Could, individual saved your would you, life? Would you give me a hundred pounds because I saved a man's life? This is this is what I wanted. This is my next venture: is to go online. I'm testing the water with you, Kazif. I, I want to go online and ask people to give they respect me for what I did to give me a hundred pounds. I reckon I could easily make two hundred pounds. Well, you, po- you probably could with people who have a lot of money after after Christmas. But I'm probably guessing not many people have money after after Christmas. Ah, oh, I should have done it before Christmas, shouldn't I? Balls. Yeah, Ian, Ian, also remember, when you feel too big about yourself for saving somebody's life, remember to remove the stick from your backside because you did lie about being attacked by owl for half a year to the whole world. Owls. I did fall down a well, though. Yes, he did, but you lied about being attacked by owl for about six months to the whole world. I did lie. I did lie about the owl. The owl was a lie. That was um, that was um, uh, a symptom of mental illness. What are you listening to? What you got playing in the background? Is that Goldstein? Me? Are you listening to Talk Sport? No, it's just my my brother is on YouTube. You're watching YouTube videos. Let's have a look then. What what, what it, YouTube channel is he on? It's my brother. What's what it's channel is he on? What's his what's his what's his, um, what's his channel, what mate? Uh, he's, uh, he's got a bit shy. I he's don't... on YouTube and he's got a bit shy. Oh, one of them is it? Yep. Cassie, here's the thing. I did fall down a well. I lied about now. I saved a man's life. Two out of three. Yep. Two out of three. Yep, so I'm just saying that when you feel too good and too arrogant, just remember that and remove the stick from your backside. Well, here's the thing. When I feel arrogant, the, uh, I certainly do not put sticks up my bum hole. Why are you so obsessed with this well, bum hole? Why would I put a stick up my bum hole? It's, it's a manner of speech when, you know, when somebody's... Would you remove the stick from my bum hole with your teeth? No, it's a manner of speaking, Ian. It's, You've it's just put a stick up his bum hole. Now take it out, otherwise we're not carrying on this conversation, and take it out with your teeth. 
with my teeth. Yeah, I don't know your, what your fantasies are, but... My fantasy? He's not the one imagining to stick up someone else's bumhole that now, he doesn't know. Get, open your mouth. I'm going to bend over. Take this... Take, I'm bending over. Take this stick out of my bumhole, Kasif, with your teeth. Now. I'm not physically... Do it! Do it! Pops, Pops Cuff can help you with that. I want you to do it. I didn't put it up there, Kasif. You, you, you imagined there. it there. Imagine and, it out with your mouth. And it's a knobbly stick as well. Yeah. You just a knobbly. Fa- it's a knobbly stick. It's like a, a long stick you find in the woods. It's yeah. not a smooth. It's not like a um, ah, so, a broomstick. So the woods that you were attacked in an owl. Yeah, the same woods you got attacked by an owl in. Yes. Um, yes. Well, that was imaginary too. But you imagined the second one, which is sick. <laughs> You're a, you're a dirty well, pervert. You're a pervert, Kasif. You're a pervert, Kasif. I you never need to, say that stuff. You need to report yourself. To, you need to hand yourself over to the sexual authorities immediately. And you need to hand yourself over to many, many, many different sections of you, the authorities. You tell me which sections of the authorities I need to go to. There's many, so you tell me which sections yeah. of the authorities. Yeah, well, you have a very active mind, which... So, uh, the active mind section? Yes. Yep. So, I mean... You're, but you are a sexual, you are a sexual criminal. Really, yeah, not my now. You just assaulted him with a stick. And I'm going to report you for um, bum tinkering. <laughs> really, Ian. Thanks for the call, Kasif. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Bye bye. And, and thank you for the stick. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
That's a song, man. I don't know why I faded out so quickly. That was a little bit silly. Uh, there's Captain and Tennille. Da- uh, Cap- the Captain, Daryl Dragon, is dead. Uh, I've forgotten about that song. That song was on the radio. All That song was on the radio all the time when I was uh, a kid, along with um, the song that went... Uh, Daryl Dragon was in the Beach Boys for a while as well. Uh, what was this? <laughs> Sorry, you're busy reading something on the internet because I was doing a thing. Yeah. I really only met about a week ago. Whatever. Never let it slip away. I want to talk to my good friend Brad. Good evening, Brad. Hello, mate. How are you? Um, it's none of your business. Oh, if you keep saying that, I'm going to keep asking. You, know, you want me to do it for you? Rub it in. I was, I was, I was ringing. Uh, you were asking about how other listeners are doing, and on that night, I don't think we'll ever forget it with Chris. And yeah. I just wonder how Susan was doing because she was going through. Pretty bad time as well, I think, that night. Susan has um, called in a couple of times. She phoned um, yesterday, she's fine. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Well, she no, really? well, no, she's not fine. No. She's not but fine. But that situation seems to be... No, not at all, because that was what she was phoning in about yesterday, to say that that situation was still an ongoing situation. But, mm, yeah, but it didn't seem like... It, it was more about her staying away rather than the other way round, which is the thing I was most worried about. Oh, okay. Is that he seemed to be all pushing right. his luck all a lot, right. didn't uh, he? Well, okay. Well, I, but I, I kind of linked the whole thing, the whole thing together. But she, mm. she's around. She's a, she's around, Brad. You've probably put up the Susan signal now, and no doubt we'll get a, a call from her. How are you, Brad? How are you I'm, doing, man? I'm I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you very much for asking. Yeah, um, you I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. And no, we're it, getting there. We're getting there. It's it's day at a time. Day at a time. It'll be February soon. Um, and uh, then, it, then it, I went out for a uh, bike ride today. I'm trying to get into. I'm trying to ride a bike, and I'm not. I, I don't like it. It's horrible. But I did it. I go oh, through right. Wendover Woods. Right, it's really nice woods. There was there was a family having a barbecue. A barbecue. Wow. A barbecue, Brad. Good. Good. I, I, I love a barbecue. I love. Summer, I hate the I've winter. got a mouthful of sausage. I would love, I would, I think it's, um, barbecue, this, uh, yeah, I'd like a barbecue, but they're, they're so, um, oh, I'm bored of talking about barbecues. All right, Brad, listen, thanks for checking in, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're okay and you're a good man and peace and love. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Peace and love, peace and love. Peace, pizza love, pizza love. Happy, happy, happy days and everything. I'm sure you're all right. I'm still telling you, pretty good. Do it to me. One more time, once is never enough. Try it round the back now, baby. Put your fingers in my mouth and make me gag. My God. I bite on them. Pull my hair and slap my bum. Put your hand round my throat. Bye bye, Roger. Do it to me one more time. Come on, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. You can do this. You got this, Jerry. Uh, this is original. This is original. What? Hang on. I've got some bad news for everyone. They've cancelled Brexit. Sorry about that. What are you doing, Jerry? You sound like you're falling downstairs. I'm jumping about on the bed. Well, don't, because we can't hear you. Sorry to jump off the bed. On the ground, please. I've landed. Steve has landed. I'm off my face again. Are you walking? No, I'm on my knees. 
Listen, I can't understand you tonight. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. Okay, thanks for your call, Jerry. I've got no idea what's going on. That guy's crazy. Whatever drugs he's on, they need to either double them or get rid of them. One of those two. I'm not a doctor, so I couldn't tell you, but thank you. Uh, Mr. Zach says that because the Kalmans had a large influence in Arles... There could be several ways for them to manage the identity switch. He continues... Arles. Russia. I'm from Russia. How do Russians speak for speak? We will always speak like this. Well, speaking like this. Yvonne could spend a lot of time outside of Arles where she could be known under the pseudonym Jin. Yvonne had strong motive to acquire identity of mother in case of death. The inheritance tax on large assets was high. And father of Jin and mother of husband had died. I'm enjoying missing out certain words. <laughs> that makes it sound really Russian. Further, I'm from Russia. I'm from Russia. Hang on a second. Let me, talk, let me just put them straight through. Who are you? Who are you? I've gone. School you, loser. School you. Um, if this theory be to be... That's uh, boring, boy. Okay, so that woman was a liar. I, I, I think he's clutching at 200-year-old straws. Betty's Hot Pots. Oh, yeah. A highlight. Have you got that story as yes. well? Yes. You do it. You do it. This is great. Love, I love Betty. If you watch Corrie, which we do from time to time, because um, we, we watch it a bit before work, and there's a picture of Betty in the Rovers. Yeah. Betty's Hot Pot. Dumped it. What do you want withheld number? Oh, God, you make me want to puke. You disgust me. You're a scumbag. You're the worst of everything. I hope you get nothing. That you, des- that you want and everything you deserve, which is misery and um, stuff like that. Goodbye. Um, I made a vulgar reference there to Betty's hot, what Betty's hot pot could be. And I, I think it. everyone can imagine what he might have said. And we know why we'd rather not go there. I'd like to go there. Stop it. Coronation Street legend Betty. Want to join me, Sam? Dive in. Everyone loved Betty's Hot Pot. Mm, very popular. I believe Ken Barla would always go back for seconds and he would um, lick the rim. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. And um, sometimes he'd stick his finger in, oh, swipe right, it no, around. No, not but... Ken. He'd use a piece of bread. <laughs> Refined by Ken. He's an upstanding member of the community. I laughed so much, I farted. <laughs> Please, let's hear about Betty's hot pots. Uh, Betty's uh, not a hot pot, not. No. No. Coronation Street legend Betty had encounter with UFO. Yeah, good for her. Um, I've probably got some good sound effects on Let's have it. Okay. Let's Um, have it. I have a vibrator. No. That's inappropriate. Um... I haven't got anything that fits in. I'll start. I can do music. I can do music. Here we go. Hang on a minute. It's just... No, not yet. Uh, What do you... What do you want? You know, but this guy's this guy. I'm going to trace this guy and kill him. Who are you? Right, you're, you're a jerk. You're a jerk off. The actress who played barmaid Betty Williams for 42 years what in was the her ITV. Last name? I didn't know. I didn't know that was her last name. Yeah, Betty Williams. Betty Williams spotted a strange ball of light hovering near her house. 
but she and her sister Frida kept quiet about their experiences as they thought people would make fun of them. I know that feeling. I saw a UFO and I didn't do an interview with the Muswell Hill Journal for two reasons. One, because I don't want to be laughed at. And two, because when I did do an interview with them previously, they printed my address in there. Oh, my God, why? Because they're idiots. Later, Betty, whose telly character was famous for serving up her pub hot pots, confided in UFO expert and former detective John Hansen. Hansen! He recounted the six... He what? He recounted... Arles. Arles. Yeah, recounted. Recounted. Yeah. See, it is important. Yeah. And I'm willing to take direction on that. Not when it's a... (laughs) You said it! I actually said it. I actually said, uh, I actually said it. <laughs> no, I didn't, because I didn't say the T. Well, I didn't say the some t- people are common no. and they say it like that. No, 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 no. I didn't say the T of the C word. <laughs> okay, I didn't. This is again turned to a very fruity show. Anyway. Is it, remember that night we got sacked from talk radio because... Because um, of Betty's you, Hot Pot. Because <laughs> Betty's Hot Pot and France. Anyway, yes. Betty would not approve of this kind of talk. I'm telling you that for nothing. Mm. He recounted the sisters' supernatural tale in his book, Haunted Skies, the Encyclopedia of British UFOs. (laughs) John said Frida saw the object first, and then Betty, who died in 2011. Her name's not Betty in real life. Why why is it? Is Um, it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Is it Betty? Oh, Betty Williams and Betty's Hot Pot. No, what was her real name? Betty Driver. What's her real name? Betty Driver. Who's Betty? Betty Williams. Is Betty so the Betty character? Williams played, so Betty played Betty, but yes. Williams played Driver. Is she Mini? No, Driver played Williams. Is she Mini Driver's mum? Yes. Oh, interesting. Didn't know that. That's an interesting fact. Okay. John said Frida saw the object first, and then Betty. Who is Frida? Betty's sister. In Actual the soap. sister, no real sister. And she, so she played her sister in the soap no, as well wa- as being her real she, sister. She wasn't in it. No, that's nepotism. She wasn't in it. She- it's like that programme with Bradley Walsh and his son. That, to me, smacks a little bit of nepotism. <laughs> Just a it's little, a little bit. bit of watching two people go on holiday. <laughs> it's a little bit of two people getting paid a lot of money to go on a free holiday. I, I don't know, guys. I do. But if they want to send me in, I'll do that. <laughs> you and the girls. I'll go with anyone's you'd son. Have, you'd have to go with the girls. Oh, sorry? What? Would you? Dirty? Oh, oh, oh hang on, I've got... <laughs> hang on. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Dirty pervert. Merci. John said Frida... I'll go with anyone, son, man. <laughs> Lock up your or sons. Dad. Or dad. Or granddad. And dad. <laughs> oh, that's... Free holiday, the free holiday, what? You've crossed the line. I don't you have go... to jump out of a plane, though, do I? You're, we're talking about going with them. <laughs> no. I'm not... That's I'm what not... we were thinking, wasn't it, I'm Sam? not from the 1950s. We thought you were going with no, them. No, no. You're like, I'll go with any son. No. Or dad. <laughs> and dad. Son and dad. Dirty. <laughs> Please, let's continue. <laughs> oh, I wanted to play this the other day. One, two, three, Remember this? Four. Remember this? Yes, I do. Remember this? Remember this? Sam doesn't know it. I'm doing my bell. That's terrible. She's got a new show out, which is a great idea. 
Why Why did we not get the sack for that? Anyway. So no Bet- one was listening then. Let's hear about... Um, still not. Um, Betty, this was an episode of Coronation Street no. that was never aired no. where she uh, made love to an alien no. and his dad. No. <laughs> John, I've read this sentence about five times now. It's for the sixth time. Well, get to the point. The last. Get to the point then. John said... It's not even that good a story. <laughs> John said Frida saw the object first, and then Betty, who died in 2011. I don't know why they have to put that in that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Just in case you were getting excited. What, now, was it died. Betty who died, or was it... Be- was both it her, Bettys. Was it, her both mom, Bettys. was it her mum that died? Oh, I think her mum was already well gone. Well, was she, or did she take over her mum's identity when she died? I don't know. I in don't... the show? I don't know. In Arles? <sighs> John said seventh. John said eighth. John, ninth. Just say it. Ten. Stop saying numbers. John said Frida saw the object first, and then Betty, who died in 2011, also watched as it shot up into the sky over West Didsbury in Manchester in 1977. Mm. Oh, I wonder what month that was. I was around then, but I would have been... I was a baby. No one, give, no one gives a hoot. Oh, they do. Frida- hey, listen, after the show, could you do me a favour? No. I need a bum tickle. A <laughs> bum tinker. Bum tinker. <laughs> Bum tickle, then a bum tinker. No, I don't do that. Bum, you used to get low bum tinkers, didn't you? Going around the streets ringing their bell. <laughs> bum tinker! <laughs> bum tinker! <laughs> and, and, yes, over here, please. And you give them a shilling. Give them a shilling for a bum tinker. I mean, shilling ain't if they were very good. Mm, uh, Christmas and that. I suppose you don't see them anymore. I mean, you, sometimes you find them online and stuff, but I, I, I miss them riding around. They don't around call them. it that anymore, though. No, they're not allowed to call it anymore. <laughs> not allowed to call it bum tinkering anymore. Not allowed to. <laughs> it's um, health and safety gone mad. That's what they call it. Frida you, recalled. You, sometimes you get father and son. <laughs> I noticed. Mm. It had a slightly misty halo, and I thought to myself, oh, it's watching me as well. Mm. After about 15 minutes, I decided to summon up the courage and venture outside, asking my sister Betty, Betty Driver off the telly, to <laughs> come with me. <laughs> You might remember her from Coronation Street. <laughs> you know, the hot pot one. Bit disappointed didn't ask me to fill in for her when she died, but there you go, that's the business. Anyway, <clears throat> UFO. After five minutes or so, it shut Pop up G. into the sky. Pop G, UFO. Mm. Blink 182. Mm. Jeez. After five minutes or so, it shot up into the sky and disappeared, followed by the wind dropping dramatically. Mm. Author John, who worked for West Midlands CID, said... Oh, copper, is it? West Midlands. Copper. Needless to say, Frieda and Betty decided to keep quiet, fearing ridicule. The next year, the sisters had a second close encounter 40 miles away while driving near Ellesmere, Ellesmere Port in Merseyside. This doesn't matter. This time, they claim the UFO travelled alongside the car. I wonder whether the glasses needed cleaning. <laughs> Maybe they had just had a smudge. So you're saying that one of Britain's most best-loved actresses is a liar. It's interesting. No, just it's saying. Interesting. You can, just it's saying. Just saying. Yeah, you're just saying. 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 saying that a dead woman's a liar. That's, that's disappointing. No. Carry on, carry on, carry no, on with your, end, with your slander. That's the end of the story. And now it's time for a break. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, and, of course, um, our uh, new robot, Bum Tinker. Let's go to Diana. Good evening, Diana. Good evening and happy new year to you both, Ian and Kath. Uh, who do you who do you want to have a best <laughs> out of the two of us? Who would you rather see have the better Happy New Year? And think very very carefully before you answer answer this question, Diana. Both of you. You can't. You get. You cannot. One has to um, have. Here, here we go. This is the game we'll play. Right. 
you can only wish a happy new year to eat one, the meal cat, and by default, the other one who you don't wish it to gets a crappy new year. <laughs> and I mean, right, miserable. So, bearing in mind my mum's in a wheelchair and I have mental health issues, uh-huh. who do you wish... So Sam made me laugh there. And Sam's laughing at our rubbish. We know we're Happy in trouble. Happy New Year for Sam. There we go. Oh, she's, she's, that's, that's, there we go. You did that. She is. You did that. She is. She's sunk right down to the bottom of the toilet. <laughs> she was right near the top. And she sunk down to the bottom. She's going to get relegated. We'll, we'll carry on this she's conversation. She's still there. No. She can't hear us because I'm pressing the button. <laughs> you're, you're, you can't hear us. Button. You can't hear us, can you, Diana? No, I can't hear right. you, though. Good. Thank you. Huh? <laughs> After this funk one, I won't speak to her ever again. Right, so we're gonna. We... I'll speak to her. I oh, know you won't. Sam can speak to her. I mean, Let's I do... might be a bit upset because my New Year's gonna be crappy now. Because of her. Anyway, yeah. right, press the button so she can hear us again. Okay. You should be able to hear us now, Diana. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much for waiting. Lovely to talk to you as always. I'm looking forward to our next call. But <laughs> isn't it childish? We get paid for this rubbish, Diana. Um, what have you got for us this well, evening? Well, I was shocked. About an hour ago, when you said that the captain had passed away from the captain and Neil. Yeah, I know. About a couple of hours ago, it happened. Yeah, yeah sad. Daryl Dragon. I, yeah, I know he was with the Beach Boys, and yep. um, and every time I do a gig, I always play the captain and Neil. Love, and, uh, love will keep us together. Yeah, that, yeah it's because, a great song. Yeah, they were really. They were che- cheesy, late 70s, early 80s pop. Yeah. And do you know what? I ain't got a problem with that. No, I haven't. And um, and, and and even the one you just played, um, oh. a lot of people know those songs, but they don't necessarily know no. who the artist is. No. Uh, yeah, you're, do you know what? You're right. There are several artist yeah. names that, while their songs have survived, right. the yeah. names have, have kind of faded into obscurity, which is a shame. And Captain and Tennille, I don't really know too much about them, but... He always dressed as a captain. That was the gimmick, yeah. wasn't it? She was a beautiful um, blonde lady, and he was always dressed as a captain. And I think that was the act, and, and that's a great they, act. The sad thing is they split up later on, and I've got, I've got to say one other thing to you. Yes? I don't own a television. Good. And I've been doing a lot of gigs, well, obviously, Christmas and New Year. And I heard about this uh, documentary about broth. Oh, mate, yes. So I, I finished on New Year's... New Year's Eve in Worcester, and um, I got home, and uh, at about four o'clock in the morning, I watched it on on my computer. Yeah, what do you reckon? I've never seen a documentary that's so funny and so honest <laughs> about any any music group or rock band. I thought it was brilliant. Look, here's the thing: it's on DVD, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, it's going to be fifteen quid. I'm not going to. Six forty nine. Oh wow! Ordered, uh, ordered, ordered. Absolutely brilliant. Six, I'll have six, some of that. Six forty nine on yeah. DVD. Well, that's getting delivered. That's coming. There we go. It's, it is. I mean, it's a. It's a. It's. It, it's a work of art. It's, and it's, also, it's. It's. It's a classy yeah. movie as well. It's done so well. I don't think any rock band or any pop band would give the freedom that they apparently gave to the guy that made it. Yeah. And it's funny. It's honest. It's sad. It's, it's just something about it. I can't. Put, and I was. And I was very tired when I was watching it. Yeah. And it made me laugh as well. Yeah, it's good. There's a real. There's a real. I was yeah. going to say underlying tension, but it's not always underlying. I interviewed Matt Goss once, and it didn't go well. Right. And um, we. I've never. I've never 
done an interview where the person during the interview is expre- uh, during a you know is supposed to be live for Radio Four, where a person in, being interviewed has expressed disdain for the interviewer while it's oh. actually happening. I've never had that before. It happened then. It's horrible experience, but. Um, it's some movie. Uh, well, I'm glad you got to see that, Diana. And well done not having a television. Oh, if I didn't I like... I haven't had a television for, since I was a, a kid. Good, because so. it's naff all music, that's all I do. And, uh, and I heard about this on the radio. Yeah. And I think I heard you mention it. Yeah. Cause, um, 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 we're we're trend, trend makers here. <laughs> I, um, I have started, part of this, this trying to get more active and, and do stuff... Mm. I found myself the last few weeks just going in and watching like a lot of crap on telly, maybe four episodes or five episodes of four in a bed in a row, and then the day's gone. And I'm, what I'm trying to do now is I go into my living room and I'm, I'm putting on CDs and reading or, or putting on CDs and yeah. pot- pootling around on my computer with my cats climbing all over me because they climb on me now. Because um, there's, there's nothing on there's nothing on telly. Well, sometimes you, men- you mention things and I write it down and I watch it on YouTube. Well, that's... you know, you mentioned some pretty good stuff and Thank some of the you. music you mentioned. Thank you, Dinah. Um, have you watched any Dr. Steve Brule yet? No, I haven't. Did you watch yet. Tim and Eric? Yes, I, I think I liked that. Yes, I. So, but... If you Steve Brule is then... is um, J- um, uh, John C. Riley. Mm. His character pops up and does little bits in um, Tim and Eric. But he's also got his own spin-off show, and I think it's called Steve Brule Explains or something. Oh, See if you can find one of them. I did watch the kids down the hall. I thought that was good. Yes, this is this is good. I need to, this is what I'm going to do at the weekend. Is I'm going to watch videos. But, but I did so many dinner dances and things over Christmas, and I did a 60th birthday on Saturday. I was working me as Eve do, and that. But I always play. I do a lot of. I don't always do the same sort of do. I always play the Captain and Neil. I've always liked that song, yeah, which yeah. was a Neil Sedaka song. That um, yeah, love will keep us. That Neil Sedaka, Neil Sedaka, early to mid seventies, was that he yeah. was churning out his best stuff. Solitaire, exactly. yeah, exactly. Solitaire's the only game in town. Every road that takes him, takes him down. What was yeah. the? Carpenter uh, sing that too. What was the other big hit he had in the seventies? Neil Sedaka, big hit. La- oh, laughter in the rain. Yeah. Ooh, I hear laughter. During the rain, walking hand in hand with... Did you hear the version of that he did with his daughter? No. no I haven't heard that. Oh, let me... Hang on a minute. I remember it being good. Uh, Laughter in the rain, Neil Sadat... But it might be... Let's have a little listen. Let's have a little listen. I remember this being really good, but... Um, um, let's, have a, let's have a little listen. Let's have a... No, that's not the version. Hang on a minute. I'm sure... Um... I can't find it. I can't, uh, I can't find it, but this is a great this is a great song. Neil, da- uh, Neil Sedaka in the 70s. Here we go. Listen to this. Everyone. Strolling along country roads with my baby. Right. It starts to rain and it begins to Making love in the rain tonight. Ooh, I feel laughter in the rain. Walking hand in hand with the one I love. Whoa, whoa. Ooh, I love a girl in the rain. And I went and I know I wanted some more. You're so weird. 
because I know all the words to do with Sadaka. Well, I mean, just not in the right order. It's a great song. <laughs> Diana, <laughs> it was, yes. Diana, it's nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. I, li- I like that Diana puts up with her non- our nonsense. But because she did that thing for Sam, I never want to speak to her ever again. <laughs> right, <that's cool. laughs> um, this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh, no. What do you hate, man? I'm David Babcock, and I got my willy stuck in the hoover. It all happens here. Podcasts are plenty, guys. Uh, podcasts of this show. We'll put out the um, interview with Joe Perlman as, an, uh, as a podcast as well tomorrow. They normally go about 7, 8 o'clock, sometimes earlier in the day if Kath can be bothered to do her work. Well, kids go back to school tomorrow, so I've got the whole day in front sleep. of me. I might sleep. <laughs> I might not. Sleep. I, what I can tell you is if the podcast goes out before about 4 o'clock, I'll be in my pyjamas. Um, that's something to keep the guys... Um, uh, handy. stink because I've had them on all Christmas. I <laughs> am going to one of those trampoline places tomorrow. I've got a new pyjamas. I ordered new pyjamas. Here's what I was thinking the other day. I ordered new pyjamas. Right. And I've ordered the set. Why are pyjamas like a little suit? They're weird, aren't they? It's like a little suit. Yeah. There's like a little psychedelic suit to sleep in. Mm-hmm. That's a strange... it's an Indian thing, isn't it? Pyjamas no, are Indian word. Oh, oh, well, in that case, I'm not... Suddenly, I'm not so... No, it's not an Indian word. I think it, I think it is something we nicked from them. Uh, we didn't take anything from them. We gave them civilization. Wow. So you can apologise I mean, immediately well, to, the queen, to Queen Victoria and Elizabeth. You know what Gandhi said about what do you think about British civilization? You know, Ga- well, it would I, be a nice idea. I, um, I would. Why do you travel second class? Because there is no third class. Okay, but then I, someone the other day said that Gandhi was a paedophile. What? Yeah. Who said that? Um, Tommy Robinson. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, someone, someone said. Could you Google that for God, me? God, yes. We better check that I out know, immediately. I know Jinnah. Um, the leader of Pakistan was a little bit dodgy bodsky. Um, but someone said, someone that tweeted seems... that. Well, ah. it says here, yeah. this is in 2013, okay. in the Colombo Telegraph, is talking about young, well, well, young one women. One final thing, sir. Young That's women. a good joke. That's a good joke. Colombo. One final thing, sir. Uh, was Gandhi a saint or sinner? Debate rages over statue in Miami. And this was 2016. What's the new one then? I, is no, it's it... not a new one. It's... Why is she not I am listening. It's not a new one. Someone brought it up and I've not heard the story before. Could you I'm find out if Gandhi... Mahatma Gandhi. They've got a video and it's going. Right. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. You're going to take part in this fun section of the show called Was Gandhi a Saint or a Sinner? Did he play or was he player? Let's let's keep quiet while we wait for Catherine. I'm just looking for where this... A professional professional would would be able to come and talk while they were doing it. No, because what I'm doing here is being very careful about my words and not spouting something. You can't libel the dead. No, but I mean it's it's a taste level thing, isn't it? Well, no, there's uh, there's taste and there's fake news and I'm just happy to get Get the fake news out first, and then, we'll, and then we'll retract. I won't retract anything. I never retract. Why would I retract? Only cowards retract. <laughs> Doesn't make it. I'm so tired. Make it. So. Get it wrong. I'm so tired. Please make it. End. I can't see it. Gandhi was called a pedophile. This is how they're spelling it. Okay, in this, well, you in can Miami you still say pedophile. By many in the crowd for sleeping nude with his teenage grandnieces to, oh! to test the strength of his vow of chastity. Oh, he failed. <clears throat> Gandhi was a child molester, says Tej Man, a former Uber City councilman. It's like Bill Cosby, who was everyone's hero. Look at him now. I would say Bill Cosby was funnier than Gandhi. Uh, 
Let me look at... I've never heard that allegation before. It, exactly. So. Here we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Let me look it up. Um, what should I do while you do that? Shall I wait? I mean, you should be a um, gentleman and pipe down. In the Independent. Here we go. This is the Independent from Monday, 2nd of January, 2012. Don't care about the day. Well, I do. I care, I care about accuracy. Well, we don't care about the day. When the you're, day is, the day is, no, you're no, talking no, about a man's reputation, the, the day, I think it's, it's important. It's neither accurate or inaccurate in terms of the story. Let's hear the story. Right, here's the story. Let's hear the story. It is no secret that Mohandas Gandhi had an unusual sex, uh, sex life. Well, it is a secret because I didn't know. He didn't tell me. He spoke constantly of sex and gave detailed, often provocative instructions to his followers as to how they might best observe chastity. And his views were not always popular. Abnormal and unnatural was how the first Prime Minister of Independent India, Nehru, described Gandhi's advice to newlyweds but to Nehru stay celibate. Was a pot, though. Well, but he it, did have great jackets. Well, Gandhi's advice to newlyweds to stay celibate for the sake of their souls. But was there something more complex than a pious plea for chastity at play in Gandhi's beliefs, preachings and even his unusual personal practices, which included, alongside his famed chastity, sleeping naked next to nubile naked women to test his restraint? In the course of researching my new book on Gandhi, going through a hundred volumes of his complete works and many tomes of eyewitness materials, details become apparent which add up to a more bizarre sexual history. Much of this material was known during his lifetime but was distorted or suppressed after his death in the process of elevating Gandhi into the father of the nation. Was the Mahatma, in fact, as the pre-independence Prime Minister of the Indian state of Travancore called him, a most dangerous, semi-repressed sex maniac? He keeps asking the question. The last line should be, No. <laughs> I've done all the research. No, here, he wasn't. Here we go. Um, Gandhi was born in the Indian state of Gujarat oh, and married God. at 13 in 1883. His wife, Kasturba, was thir- uh, 14, not early by the standards of Gujarat at that time. The young couple had a normal sex life, sharing a bed in a separate room in his family home, and his wife was soon pregnant. Two years later, as his father lay dying, Gandhi left his bedside to have sex with Kasturba. Meanwhile, his father drew his last breath... And the young man compounded his grief with guilt that he'd not been present. Well, that is going to mess you up. You leave your dying dad to have it off and then he dies while you're having sex? Wow! That's going to screw you up. Yeah, so the young man compounded his grief with guilt that he'd not been present and represented his subsequent revulsion towards lustful love as being related to that death. Yes, it would do. However, Gandhi and his wife's last child wasn't born until 15 years later in 1900. So he got over it a bit. I'm getting bored of this now. Is he a paedophile or not? Gandhi was challenging abstinence in his own way. He set up ashrams in which he began his first experiments with sex. Boys and girls were to bathe and sleep together chastely but were punished for any sexual talk. Men and women were segregated and Gandhi's advice was that husbands should not be alone with their wives and when they felt passion they should take a cold bath. The rules, however, didn't apply to him. Oh... Sushila Nayar, the attractive sister of Gandhi's secretary and also his personal physician, attended Gandhi from girlhood. She used to sleep and bathe with him. When challenged, she explained how ensured decency was not offended. While she's bathing, I keep my eyes tightly shut, he said. I do not know whether she bathes naked or with her underwear on. I can tell by, I can I, tell from the I sound she with, uses soap. I do not know with which hand she is tugging. The provision of such personal services to Gandhi was Jeez. a much sought-after sign in his favour and aroused jealousy amongst the ashram inmates. Um, 
As he grew older and following his wife's death, he was to have more women around him and would oblige women to sleep with uh, him, whom, according to segregated ashram rules, were forbidden to sleep with their own husbands. Gandhi would have women in his bed engaging in his experiments, which seemed to have been, from a reading of his letters, an exercise in striptease or other non-contact sexual activity. Much explicit material has been destroyed, but tantalising remarks in Gandhi's letters remain, such as Venus sleeping with me might be called an accident. All that can be said is that she slept close to me. One might assume, then, that getting into the spirit of the Gandhian experiment meant something more than just sleeping close to him. Sorry, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Was Gandhi a paedophile? <sighs> Don't read any more. I'm looking for the actual words, so, but... He, the answer is no. It's talking about young women, but they've not not—they've not given me any, hey, any ages. Oh, don't get angry at me just because you disagree with Gandhi having a bath with his secretary's sister with his eyes closed, all right? Listening out for soap use. If you want to find out more, read Gandhi, Naked oh! Ambition, published by Quirkus, £20, probably cheaper now. Bombs! It's electric, it's eclectic, it's always rule-free. It's the late-night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Paul Ross is on one. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, you can always tell the quality, the calibre of a radio station by its beating. Um, you know, the people they get in during the holidays. I think we could try harder. Jokes. A lot of best ofs being played out. Yeah. A lot of be- Christmas Day I can understand best of. New Year's Day I can sort of understand the best of. During the week though, nah, come in and do your job, mate. You're not on telly anymore. Come on, come and do a proper job. Come and put in a pr- proper three-hour shift, mate. And, and by the way, make your own way in. Don't get a cab on uh, expenses. Let's go to Simon. Basing's fishy. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he stinks all fishy. What? No, never mind. Is that a, is that a vagina joke? No, no, no. It's with reference to your previous comment about not on telly anymore coming and doing your job. Oh. Anyway. I don't get it. Because he went fishing. Oh, I thought he was talking about vaginas. Gosh. Right. No, no. Now. I wouldn't open uh, with that uh, one, which you did, unfortunately. Anyway, yes. What, open, open right, no, then. stop, just go. Yeah, right. OK. Um, no wonder you can't get a girlfriend. Oh, Mr Lee, for goodness oh, sake. Come on! What do you call a an Indian cloakroom attendant? Let's not. Let's not. No, no. I, I really feel... Why do I feel so uncomfortable? No, it's all right, it's all right. It's all, I wouldn't do it to you if it was um, bad. It's all right, honestly. Just go, go with me on it. Go on, then. My hat, my coat. Hey! So, I was right, it wasn't funny. Anyway. Uh, right, What's wrong with you, you Simon? Me? I don't know, just quickly before I go. Yeah. What's your thoughts on um, Gilbert O'Sullivan? Wait, Ten, the the um, nine, recent guest on the show? Eight, seven, oh, was he? six, yeah, Google it. five, four, <laughs> three, two, one... Love Gilbert O'Sullivan. There's a good um, program on Radio Two that I listened to on the 27th in bed when everyone was was up downstairs. Listened to Gilbert O'Sullivan choosing some of his favourite songs and talking about songwriting and stuff. And one of them, one of the songs he chose was "Surfs Up" by the Beach Boys, which is a great song. It's a weird song, "Surfs Up," because it's too. Um, it's great. You know, you're aware of "Surfs Up." Yes. But it's but it's because he recorded Brian Wilson recorded it in '67. And there's a, there's a famous TV performance of him doing it. But they didn't release it until, I think, 72. 
Um, but it's m- the most obvious example of two songs welded together. Let, uh, let, let, let me play. We'll come to you in a minute, Alistair. Uh, let's, um, what if I've got it? Um, we've got surfs up on here. I mean, it's a masterpiece. Um, I don't know if I've got it on my surfs up, surfs up, surfs up. Here we go. Is this it? You going to play? Here we go. You going to play? No, you're not going to play. Of course, you're not going to play. Um, surfs up the beach, boy. I mean, the lyrics are, are, are bullshine. It's all. This whole Va- here's the thing. I don't buy Van Dyke Park's lyrics. I think they're lousy. Uh, but listen to this, and you can hear where it goes from. The this is 1972, right? And, a and then it's going to jump to 1967 in there. And you're going to hear it. A blind class it's a masterpiece. The lyrics are ridiculous. Columnated ruins dark. Canvas the town and brush the backdrop. Are you sleep? I mean, silly lyrics. So we're still 1972. Still 1972. Listen to the horns. The bass. We're going to jump to 67 in a bit, then I think we go back to 72. Here we go, I think. Here it comes. We're going to go back five years. But this is beautiful, listen. This might be 72, we might have jumped forward actually. Here we go. Listen to this. This is 72 because this is Carl singing. That's a good line. The laughs come hard in old Lang Syne. That's a good line. Means it's not a funny song. But here we go. The glass was raised to fire and rose the fullness of the wine The dim last toasted Maybe this is Brian, I can't tell While I poured a doom A choke of grief, heart hardened I Beyond belief A broken man too tough to, to cry Listen to this, here we go, listen to this Oh! Then get get ready for the bit at the end. Child is father of the man bit. Oh, it's it's incredible. Here we go. Isn't it? Oh, some song. Here we go. Here we go. Here they come. Beach Boys are assembling.
when he wrote it, two years before they'd been doing I Get Around. I mean, it's kind of... Two or three years before they were doing I Get Around, and then they went to that. You could see where everyone went, um, guys, sorry, uh, you doing drugs. <laughs> um, let's go to Dion. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah good evening. Yeah, you have a good break? Um, yeah, it was, it was wicked, thanks. It's yeah, none nice. of your business, nice. sorry. Yeah, nice and quiet. Yes, yes. Did, did you get your kebab? <laughs> oh, God, you were listening. No, I haven't, as it goes. OK, well, you should get a kebab. That's, that's I will do cool. next time. It's not a euphemism, it's an actual kebab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm mm. happy I've got my beds myself tonight. Oh, yeah, kick the lady out of the bed, make love to yourself, then sleep. Nice. Let's go home and do things. Good, man. Means you can do things on your own now. That pleasure yourself. Oh. Without the lead. No, but I would just find out. The Beach Boys, I think they were off their head on Charlie then, weren't they, at that time? That's not a cocaine song. Oh, I don't know, but it wasn't sensible. No. Not a lot of other stuff where the good Californian boys. Good Californian boys. No, it's, I mean, the lyrics, I, I don't buy the Van Dyke Parks. I do think his lyrics are nonsense. Um, I know that's blasphemy to certain Beach Boys fans, but that's um, that's uh, that's an LSD song. That's not a cocaine song. But whatever, they were they were in the drugs anyway. Uh, Why not? They uh, were young blokes. They were processed. And I, I, I can do your Beach Boys cocaine song. Hang on a second. Um, but in answer to your um, your um, and why not? Well, Brian Wilson. Uh, what's the um... What's the song? They do a really good. Uh, what's that song? Can someone help me? Ain't got time for diamonds. Ain't pay no man to gold. Ain't got the. What's that? Someone please tell me what that song is. I'm trying. Um, Beach Boys, you ain't got time for diamonds. Um, All I want to do? Yeah, this could be it. This is great. Yeah. Well, you ain't got time for diamonds And you pay no mind to gold You gave up everything you have But there's one thing I want you to hold Oh, blimey. Here we go. Come let the power through ya Come let me let me do ya, maybe now Baby. Yes, Paul, come on. Baby. I just want to do it with you. I mean, and if you listen to the end, the end of this song... There's something quite uh, Rolling Stones about that one, isn't there? It's a great song. I think this is one. At the end of it, you hear Dennis Wilson having sex with, no. uh, with a sex worker. Yes, here we go. Don't <laughs> Paul Ross. Do... Listen. Twenty-five bucks on the shut up. That sounds good. Are you? Is that <laughs> <Catherine>? <laughs> Don't talk over you idiots. Um, yes, hang on. Yes, Neil. Very good. Yeah, that was very good. Thank you. Anything else? What? I think I might put some Beach Boys on later on. Yeah, you do that later on. Thank you. Yes, Paul. I love the bit in Wendy when you hear somebody coughing on the organ solo. Oh, I love loads <laughs> of those, loads of those <laughs> 60 songs, and you can hear people yeah. talking in the back. Daydream Believe well, you can hear them chatting. You do. I didn't hear the opening bit when you started playing Columnated Ruins, Domino, yeah. Surf's Up. Ridiculous lyrics. Was there a reason you played it? Um, 
I'll tell you why you spook me out. Today's Van Dyke Park's birthday. Is it really? I didn't know that. Born on this day in 1943. So by a process of osmosis, you've oh. absorbed I a reason have, for playing that. I must have done. There's, um, there's a really famous bit of footage of... of um, Van Dyke Park's kind of split the Beach Boys up. There's a very shorthand version of it. And Van Dyke Park's being... Saying, well, Mike Love wanted to know what my lyrics meant and I didn't want to tell him, so he goes, screw him. And I kind of, for a long time, I thought, yeah, you tell him, Van Dyke. And then I thought, well, actually, Mike Love's got to sing those lyrics, and if he doesn't know what the lyric was over and over, the cornfield, over and over, the crow cries uncover the cornfield. Imagine you're going from I get around to that. Yeah. Which I interviewed Van Dyke Parks once Did without really? name dropping, and he said well, a lot of that song was meant to be the perspective of a Chinese labourer yeah. or navigator, they called him, building the railways yeah, yeah. from the west inwards. Yeah. So it's that high vision thing. But he was, I suspect, almost as bonkers as dear old Brian. Yeah. Those two together were a kind of perfect storm of, of beauty and pretension. I think Kokomo is better than Smile. That's, that's, a, that's a fact. What's on your show tonight? Alice you're, what I, call, you in a bit, you're what I call a Palestine or a Philippine. Yeah, we, we can have a debate one night. Oh, very quickly on the show tonight, then, we've got uh, our brilliant boffin. I saw a film today, 20 minutes long, yeah. called The Poor Man of Nippur, oh. N-I-P-P-U-R. Yes. Okay? He's made it with his students. He's a lecturer in a seriology at Cambridge. Yes. It's all in Babylonian. Oh. For the first time in 2,000 years, they've worked out how to speak a version of Babylonian. Wow. It's a 20-minute film based on an old folk tale. That's all you need to know about the show. Kath, take me, Kath take me I'm going to heaven. Kath is uh, I'd love to hear that. the linguist of the show. Go onto YouTube, The Poor Men of Nippur. Rather terrible film. But to hear the language yeah. spoken, it's linked to Hebrew and Arabic. And, it's just, and the guy was a proper. He's been studying it for 30 years. He's one of those from oh, Cambridge. Wonderful. There you go. We are in. That's coming up after one. Alistair, I said we'd get you, squeeze you in, and we're squeezing you in. Hello. He's not there. Hello, Alistair, yes? Hello. Hello. Who's your uh, lady friend? <laughs> happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year to you, Alistair. Uh, you've three of my favourite broadcasters in the same studio right uh, now. Over at LBC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good to know, Alistair. You sound a little bit merry. Yeah, I'm not being well. I've, uh, I've got the flu. Okay. And... Um, had a bit of a up and down Christmas, but uh, you made no, it. You made it out the other side. We survived. Is it? We're, we're we're back into normality now. Indeed. Indeed. Do, do you want to give us a call when you're sober? I'll try. Well, no, no, no. You don't try because you, you've done it before. You can do it again, brother. You give us a call when you're sober. All right, my friend. I, I like sober Alistair. Drunk Alistair. You know, I, I've got issues with him, but the sober guy is a really, really nice guy, and I'd like to talk to him again, maybe later in the week, if possible. OK, my friend, thank you. I love thank you, you very much. You made, it through, uh, you, Cheers, you made it through to the other side, Alistair. You made it. It's a tough time of year for a lot of people. We made it. We're in, we're in 2019 now. It's happening. It's, the year is happening. Um, anything else on your show? Uh, I've got a couple of wildlife stories. One good news, one bad news. Um, the bad news one is that the Sumatran rhino, the smallest rhino, is now extinct in the wild. Mm. The good news is... What are we doing, man? What and we, we thought for 15 years they were completely extinct. There's a beautiful-looking duck called the Pochard, P-O-C-H-A-R-D, in Madagascar. Oh. They found a breeding colony. They took 20 eggs for a reason. They ran them at high speed to the only hotel with electricity and power. They reared them and hatched them in the hotel's bathroom, and they've returned them to the wild. The return of the pochard, but goodbye, the Sumatran rhino. You'd think they'd maybe keep one. Well, for an omelette. For the menu, yeah. <laughs> just, oh, you now. You thought it was extinct, but for one night only. But this is the man who prefers Kokomo to, to smile and, you know. What's what's you know what they say, when you look at the Mona Lisa, it ain't the Mona Lisa that's on trial.
Here's the thing. I do think Pet Sounds is grossly overrated. I've never what? dug. I've never dug Pet Sounds. God only knows is my favorite Beach Boys song by a long, Trombone long way. Trombone Dixie. Have you heard the outtakes? Trombone Dixie. Come on, oh, man. Serious. Hang on to your ego. The lyrics. Hang on to your ego. Yeah, I mean, this this is cute. They're cute. Oh, I just wasn't made for these times. It's heartbreaking. He was I, 23 when he wrote that. I, I like the lyrics. I don't like. I don't like all the silly sound effects and the horns and the big bass harmonics. Ice cream chimes. I think they're a bit silly. I prefer the pop stuff before and the acoustic stuff after. Anyway, well, you're a very old soul, I suspect. <laughs> that bombshell. <laughs> um, we could argue about the Beach Boys all night, and one night we will, I promise you. Hey, we don't argue. <laughs> <laughs> this is Talk Radio.